This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's Kevin and Bean on K-Rock. Who cares? Friday, I was taking an Uber. How come? It's going to a doctor's appointment. Couldn't drive home because of medication. Right. Called Got the it. Uber. It's an SUV. Mm-hmm. It, uh, I wasn't quite ready yet, but when I went out, I saw the SUV. It was parked sort of at a weird angle. I was like, why would somebody park like that? But I guess he's waiting for me. Mm-hmm. So I opened the back door, and I said, are you an Uber? And a girl just looked at me. Didn't react in any way. So I thought, I mean, I guess that's a yes. <laughs> <laughs> so I started to step in the back of her car, and she screamed, Oh, no. Bloody murder. Oh, no. And stomped on the gas. (gasps) And I felt so terrible. I was like, I just want to tell you, I'm not, I wasn't trying to, I thought you were my, and I couldn't say anything because she peeled out and left. Were you in the car when she peeled out? No, I was just starting to put my right foot in. And then I took my right foot out. Was the back door? (gasps) Then I put my right foot in and I shook it all (laughs) 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 Nice. Was the was the back door open when she took off? Ooh, yes. Oh my gosh! Yeah, she, she really did. She think you were trying to carjack her from the back seat? That's all I can guess. I mean, it was it. Re- I really felt terrible because she was frightened. Yeah. She was terrified, and what? I didn't get a chance to say. I, I, I look. I'm not terrifying. I was just. I thought you were an Uber. Yeah, and but usually I... guys that say, I'm not terrifying. <laughs> yeah. Not even got a chance to say that because she was Aww. gone. Do you think she didn't wow. speak English? Because uh, are you an Uber? You know what I'm saying? I, I definitely it's, it's feel an for explanation. the explanation. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I, I, she didn't say anything, so I don't know. All I know is, man, oh, man, did I scare the crap out of her, and I felt like hell. Aww. It was the worst. Yeah. I just wanted to, like, wave her down and go, look, it's, you're good. It's all. I don't you should have chased you. after her. Yeah. <laughs> And waved a gun. That's a terrifying. I mean, it really is a terrible feeling when you're a bad guy, not on purpose. Right. When you, you know. Hey, you, welcome to my life, by the way. <laughs> oh, please. Welcome to my life. Please. Can I tell you how many completely innocent things have come out of my mouth that all of a sudden somebody decides is creepy? I mean, some of that's in the delivery. That's all I'm saying. So what we're going to do is we're going to take calls. You accidentally terrified someone. Why don't we go to line uh, three, please? Let's talk to Adrian uh, Santa Ana up next on the Kevin and Bean Show. Hey, Adrian. Hey, what's up, Kevin and Bean? How are you doing? We are doing well. You accidentally terrified someone. I went to downtown Disney to go to the movies with my brother. Actually, like a bunch of family members, but I was waiting on my brother and his girlfriend. And I saw them coming from the parking lot behind security. Mm. So I went and hid behind a pillar like or something just to like jump out and scare them. Right. So when they were close, I jump out. I go, bitches, why are you late? And I heard the most terrifying scream, and it was a couple from Japan, and she clutched her purse, and the guy fumbled his coffee, and I couldn't apologize. Oh, <laughs> as, no. Like, as much as I try to apologize, it just kind of seemed worse. And luckily, my brother and his girlfriend were there, and they came over to me. And eventually, they laughed, but I, you know, oh poor my people God. came all the way to the United States to get frightened. <laughs> 
Very funny. Thank you for the call, Adrian. Appreciate you listening. Thank you. Let's go to uh, Romesh, I want to say, line six. Romesh is in Manhattan Beach, and he has a story. Let's find out if we believe him or not. Hey, Romesh. No, this is very much true. So I'll preface it that I'm from Sri Lanka, right? So I've got I've got naturally brown skin. My father-in-law takes us to uh, his five daughters, my wife being one of them, and their husbands down to Costa Rica to the Four Seasons about 10 years ago for his 60th birthday. And we were down at a dinner party at the beach, and I'm, I'm addicted to chapsticks. I forgot my chapsticks, so wanted to rush back up to the room to get it. Didn't know until later that I hit 3201 instead of 4201. I walked in what I thought was my room, which was slightly ajar because the deadbolt was left open, which I thought I did. And I walk into a glass shower with a lady butt naked taking a shower. We stare at each other. I scream. She screams so loud. I run out of there. But the worst part was for the next seven days, I had to walk around the hotel and they had put out an alert to, to keep an eye out for a dark-skinned guy in a oh, shirt no. walking around the property as a predator. And all in my head is I felt really bad for her because I probably ruined her trip that there's a stalker, and I probably ruined the guy's trip because, you know, she's going to be freaked out the whole time. Sure. And then I had, yeah, yeah, I did get my chapstick eventually. <laughs> that is a crazy story to accidentally walk into somebody else's room while they're taking a shower. Done it. All right. Yeah, thank you for, think, yeah, is there anything you. you haven't done, Kevin? <laughs> thank you, right. for the call. Thank you. That's great. All right. Let's go to Rich in Montebello. He's on line four. I think you guys are going to appreciate the twist in history. Hey, Rich. Hey, guys. How you doing? Good, um, thanks. You accidentally scared someone. Yeah, the person I scared happened to be Bean. All right. Oh. And I don't know if Bean remembers this, but we were at, it was uh, Weenie Roast, I want to say probably two years ago, and I noticed he happened to be sitting behind us, and I guess I got starstruck with Bean, and I jumped over the seat from where I was sitting <laughs> and had my camera ready and put it right right there in front of Bean's face, and he all of a sudden got all scared and was throwing his hands up like, whoa, whoa, what are you doing? And I was really sorry, Bean. I just was trying to get a picture with you. You're lucky he didn't drop you. <laughs> yeah, was, he, was, he was scared. <laughs> These hands are registered lethal weapons. You know that, right, Rich? <laughs> All right. Thank you for the call. Let's go to uh, Nicholas Anaheim, line two. He had a uh, Kevin-esque experience he wants to tell us about. Hey, Nicholas. Uh, hi. So what happened was my mom dropped me off at the grocery store. She went. I went inside and she went to go park. I came out to... Uh, uh, after a while, I came out to to, and I got into the the car. Right. Uh, the first car I saw it looked like my mom's. Right. I look over uh, after I get in, and I look at the lady, and she her face is pale. It uh, wasn't your like, mom. Oh, you're not my mom. And I jumped out of the car, and she, my mom was parked two spaces over, and she saw the whole thing happen. Oh, that's funny. Did she call yeah. you an idiot? Uh, she couldn't talk. She was too busy laughing at me. <laughs> <laughs> well, she should have. All right. Thank you for the call. Appreciate it. Um, I I do have one other story, and this was at a Kings game. Oh, yeah, and, quite the weekend. Yes, and we, <laughs> the, the, the Uber thing happened Friday, and this happened Saturday? And we had um, just scored, and I was very excited, and I was running out to go to the bathroom. Another guy was running the opposite way, uh-huh. and he got closer than I am to you, Allie, probably two feet away, and said, Kev Dong! Oh. And I very close, very nearly fell to the ground. <laughs> Terrified. <laughs> scared the crap out of me. And then he just kept running. He was laughing the whole way. <laughs> so he did the right thing. It's the Kevin and Bean Show on K-Rock. Last week, the best video of the whole week came from a television station in uh, San Diego, their morning weekend morning show called Good Morning San Diego. 
And they had a reporter named Dave Scott. We spent a lot of time on this last week. This is the guy who was out at the Inflatables Festival with just a nonsensical three-minute interview with people on the scene, people who worked, Mr. Wacky, who worked the event. This is the kind of thing that Dave was giving us last week. Now, does that mean that everybody here becomes an inflatable today? Do they want to be inflatables today? Do you guys want to be inflatable? Yeah, absolutely. Nothing about that. What makes sense, sense does that make sense? I don't None understand. He <laughs> asked terrible questions. He has terrible interaction with the with the hosts of the show back in the studio. And Kevin, you were so fascinated by Dave Scott that you went on a deep dive. I spent about two hours researching Dave Scott. Oh wow! On Friday, because I don't know, you, you get obsessed with something, then you start looking at other reports. Mm-hmm. There's a three parter that he had on Mother's Day. So basically, they send him out on the streets on Mother's Day. And I think the idea is for him to just wander the streets until he finds a mother and then say, thank you. Is it possible okay. it's that thin of an idea? Could be. I mean, it could be, but it also shouldn't be that hard to find a mom either. You would, Most women are. You would think, right? Mother's Day, Dave Scott is out in La Jolla saying thanks to moms and hoping they're enjoying the day. Oh, is at the children's pool. Good morning, Dave. All right, you guys, here's the thing. I know that we're on mom watch today, and uh, and Mother's Day is very, very special. But I think if you're a mom, you're going to love this scene uh, because, well, come on in here, my friend. This is... All right, so he's going to interview a is mom. Mr. Clearly. Wacky? Clearly. No, I wish. <laughs> Clearly he's going to interview a mom. Obviously. He never, he never sounds prepared he's at not, all no, to he isn't. the air. He sounds like whatever it is he's doing, he's making it up as he goes along. I feel like somebody in the studio says in his ear, look, you need to stall for like 10 minutes because we got nothing. Because <laughs> then he talks to this guy. Let me get your name. Michael Reese. Michael, and who's uh, your son? This is Asher Reese. Now, I know it's Mom's Day today. It is. But you're out here. And uh, is mom nearby? She She's sleeping. She helped uh, Asher get ready. Is, uh, is your mom anywhere around here? Because I need to do an interview with a mom. What a creep. And unfortunately, would... you're the only person here. Why would he ask that question, though? He doesn't know. I mean, the guy could be a widower or something. Yes. They could have divorced. Totally. I mean, it's not that bad. It's not that bad. It could yeah, have been. It could have been. been. That's Agreed. my point. Agreed. So let's continue. We're letting her sleep in today. So here's... Is that right, mommy? Is where's mom? Is mommy's asleep? Okay, so the baby might be one. Yeah, he's not going to answer. Maybe. And yep. Dave turns his attention and puts the microphone in front of the baby yep. like he's going to have a conversation. She's sleeping. He's a little shy when it comes to other people for the first time. We're shy too, you know. What does that mean? Oh. We're shy too. <laughs> does he know he's still on TV? Yeah, that's my question. Like. <laughs> There's no sense of time. No. There's no sense of, hey, I need to get to something quick. Right. Which, in general, is what you have to do. But he's taking his sweet time. And, uh, so here's the thing. Just look in the camera there, and uh, we'll say that your wife is, is watching right now. What would you like to say? Okay. Let me just say that he just told him that his wife was sleeping in. Right. 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 So he told this guy that yeah. she's right. not watching TV right, right now. And by the way, even after the even after the dad said my wife's asleep, he then confirmed it with the one year old. Correct. To ask yes. if Bobby's asleep. Yes, now, it's already been established. Now let's assume she's watching this broadcast. <laughs> this is where he goes next. To her. What's well, her name? Her name is Jess. Right. And I would say that I love you very much. You're the best mom that ever was. And we love you with all our hearts. And we Excited to spend time with you this weekend. That's beautiful. By the way, I don't know. If, 
Michael, check it out. Look down there. Can you guys see all the moms down there? Okay, now <clears throat> he's pointing. Not done with this guy yet. Done. <laughs> I'm, I'm maybe halfway through. Oh my so, gosh! So now remember Mother's Day. He's pointing down at the beach. Okay. Where there are little seals coming up, and some of them, I'm sure, are mothers, which is the angle he takes. Oh, he's pointing at he's seals? He's pointing the camera down at the beach, and seals are swimming. Oh, no. There's a lot of moms down there. That's right. We've been showing him that. Yeah, yeah. he's excited as well. Absolutely. A lot of moms down there, uh, Jason and Elizabeth, and of course... Uh, you have our seal of approval on Mom's Day today. See what he did? Seal yeah. of approval. Oh. Yeah, I do. Put him in the file. Now, it's been a minute 45. He hasn't talked to a mom yet. Oh, no. There's there's a mom right out there Seals. with uh, her child. And today, there's a couple of little babies in the surf there. Look at the little one just ahead of him. All right. Now, I want you to listen to the timing of this because, again, I don't think he even realizes he's on TV anymore because he's just filibustering at this point. <laughs> listen to how... Interested he is in continuing the report. There, look at the little one just ahead of him. Kind of rolling up there towards the seagulls. <laughs> it is so beautiful. There they come, right onto the beach. And uh, what a beautiful place. Of course, children's pool. It's where you'll find moms out here. In fact, they're out here. And we're going to enjoy the weather today, too. It is so beautiful. we got a nice little breeze. Waves look pretty good out there, right? Now he's doing weather and waves. <laughs> oh, wow. And it's been two minutes and 20 seconds, and there's no moms, not one. No, moms. no. at least Why? there was dead silence on the newscast. <laughs> <laughs> Why haven't they suddenly lost the signal? I don't know. Like back at the station. Oh, too bad. We had Dave, but we lost him. Honestly, Sorry, I we got to so- move on. After watching a bunch of his reports, I sort of feel like they just want him to take up time. Yeah. Because they got nothing. Right. Yep. So Must let's be. throw it out to Dave Scott and just let him riff. Right. And they don't realize how much death that is. So then they continue. Okay. Yeah, Dave Scott is looking for moms so he can say good morning and thank you and happy Mother's Day and all that. How is the pedestrian foot traffic looking, Dave, at the intersection of Klein and <laughs> Fay now? Okay, so they've sent him to an intersection. A little busier, sure. To try and find a mom. Yes, mm-hmm. Any hi. woman in San yes. Diego at this point. <laughs> to say hi to and thank you for Mother's Day. Okay. Yeah, that's where we are. And I'll tell you what, Jason, you were absolutely right. It's really picked up around here. Now, let me okay. just ask you guys, do you think it's really picked up around there? Compared to the seals, maybe? <laughs> <laughs> there's like two cars pulling away, Aww. and there's one couple that's walking away from him oh, that wants to have nothing to do dear. with him. Uh, just all the traffic, but there's a family coming down the street on that side, and then come with, here we go, wonderful Will and I, we're going to walk across the street. Okay, now he's walking across the street in hopes that he'll see a mom on the other side of the street. Okay. Okay. And he sees a restaurant that he's never seen before. (laughs) Jackpot. Look at this. It's called The Cottage, and I don't think I've seen, there's a... There's lots of moms out here. Good morning, you guys. There's a mom right there and a dad. What? What are you doing? <laughs> you know you're on TV, right? Squirrel. <laughs> what are you doing? Squirrel. So now he stands outside of the restaurant instead of walking in where there's a little outside mm-hmm. area. And he just talks to the whole group. Good morning, moms. Happy Mother's Day. You guys are live on Good Morning San Diego. And uh, no one cares. No one's listening. Uh, 
How about if we have a big happy Mother's Day on the count of three? Are you guys ready? Oh, not the another count of three. Right? Not another them. count of Isn't three. Isn't he out there trying to find a mom to say thank you? Now he's making them say thank you to mom. He's making the moms say, say happy Mother's Day. It makes no sense. Okay, here we go. One, two, three. Happy Mother's Day. Look at that. Oh, my gosh. I need to watch this full time. That is just... Fantastic. So so intense. I, I'm like really <laughs> nervous listening to that. He's totally just filibustering. They're just like, look, we got nothing. Keep going. Oh, Walk across not, the street. See if you can does, find someone. He does not feel the heat of time <laughs> or live TV, does he? <laughs> Kevin, you are such a douche. And Bean, you are such a douche. On K-Rock. How about a new round of Kevin and Bean's Animal Stories? Maybe a raccoon or a story about a dog. Maybe a baboon or a story about a frog. A story about a cat or a pizza rat. A story about a minx or a story about a lynx. Animal Stories in the news. Animal Stories to cure your blues. Animal Stories... Just for you, let's find out what they're up to. I asked Omar to put as many animals in the intro <laughs> as he could, and I think he did a pretty good job. I hope you don't have any more awful-sounding animals today. It's interesting you should ask that question oh, because no. there is one no, coming up. No. There's a sound you will never get out of oh, your head. Let's God. not do that. Coming up. But first, I want to start with one of the most terrifying things I have ever heard of. We go to the news in Corpus Christi, Texas. Jennifer Sutcliffe and her husband were doing weekend yard work when she spotted a four-foot rattlesnake. Sutcliffe says her husband quickly took a shovel and severed the head of the reptile. Okay, so you see a big old rattlesnake, you use a shovel, mm -hmm. which, by the way, I've done many times when I lived in California. We had a lot of rattlesnakes where I lived in Santa Clarita, and that's what you do is you chop their heads off, mission accomplished, right? You don't name them and release them back into the wild? What can go wrong once you've taken the head off a rattlesnake, you're asking? Moments later, he bent down to dispose of the snake, and that's when the snake head bit him. No! Yes. What? Yep. No! What? Yeah, that's a thing. No, it's not it a is. thing. It is a thing. Is it a thing, Kevin? Yeah, it is. It's a thing. He chopped the snake's head off, yep. and the snake's head bit him. Yep. How long can it survive? I don't know the that... answer to that, but imagine oh. his surprise. <laughs> imagine his surprise, because he thought, easy peasy, I'm done, right? Let's find out what happened. Which, in that case, because there's no body, it released all its venom into him at that point, so he had a lot of venom. Now, explain that to me. I don't understand it. How come there's more venom coming out of just the severed independent snake head than there would be if the snake were still I whole? don't know, but it sounds like... I don't know, but it sounds like maybe they store it someplace else in the body. Yeah, I don't, I don't know either. But once you cut off the head, I don't know how it all goes into the head. This is a weird story. It's a very weird story, and it was a very bad uh, deal for this guy. Sutcliffe called 911 and began driving her husband towards the hospital. Immediately, he began having seizures, lost oh, his no. vision, and experienced internal bleeding. The first 24 hours were the worst. Doctors told her her husband might not make it. By the way, he's laying there, if he's conscious, he's laying there in the hospital bed going, I cut your head off. <laughs> what does a guy have to do to win this battle with a rattlesnake? I'm about to die. Uh, how I am cut I, your head off. How am I laying here in the hospital? You really did get the last laugh, snake. Even after giving him huge amounts of anti-venom. A normal person that gets bit is going to get from anywhere from two to four doses of anti-venom. How many doses of anti-venom do you suppose this guy got after getting bit by a rattlesnake head? 
Well, you said normal person two to gets four. what? Two to four. Right? I would say ten. Yeah, at Allie? least. Uh, let's go twenty. He had to have 26 doses. Sutcliffe's husband is now in stable condition, but his kidney function is still poor. Trauma surgeon Michael Halpert says although dying from a snake bite is rare, it happens. How many snake bites do you think there are in the United States every year? Snake bites that result in death or just snake bites? Okay. Either one. Both. He gives both statistics there. I was surprised. Wow, I don't know. Um, There's about six to 8,000 snake bites per year in the country, and 10 or 12 people die. So there's a very low chance of you dying from a snake bite. And by the way, this guy did survive. He did recover from this snake bite. But six to 8,000 a year. Yikes. I was surprised by that many. Do you think he wake, He woke up this morning and said, I cut off his head? <laughs> oh, I'm sure he'll never stop saying, I cut off There's no reason I should have ended up in the hospital like that. Here's a uh, dog story on this edition of Animal Stories. A mother in Stockton, California, says her eight-month-old pit bull is a hero pup for saving her and her baby's lives last week when a fire broke out in another unit of the fourplex. I love stories like this where pit bulls are revealed to be the sweet, loving animals they almost always are. Sasha, the puppy, and a seven-month-old little girl named Masila live in Central California. They're as tight as can be. They're only a month apart. They sleep together. They play together. They're best friends. Well, the little dog was left outside and started barking, going berserk and yelping and pounding on the back door. I open it, and she runs in, and she starts barking at me like crazy. And I'm like, okay, this is not like her. As she got closer to the door, she saw that the house next door was on fire. Wow. I thought, oh, my God, I've got to get my baby out of the house. Sasha was way ahead of me. The dog rushed into the little girl's room and pulled her off the bed by her diaper to carry her out of the house. (gasps) What? The seven-month-old puppy saw there was a fire next door and said, I've got to get this kid out of the house, and that is what she did. That's unbelievable. That is a hero dog. And the dog must have been thinking, is really the diapers the only thing I can grab a hold of here? (laughs) (laughs) I I think the dog was uh, just had its natural instincts to try to save everybody. Oh, that's amazing. I just love that story. All right, and one more. This is the noise you'll never get out of your head, you guys. I feel like that was a good segment, and it was happy. ended with a dog saving a kid. And a high note. Right? A uh, saltwater crocodile has eaten a dog that made a mockery of it for years to the horror of onlookers. This is a place called Goat Island Lodge in Australia, south of Darwin. It's in the middle of the crocodile-infested Adelaide River. Guests had gathered to watch little pup Pippa perform her favorite trick. Now, what Pippa did is Pippa runs back and forth to the river and mocks Casey the crocodile. In other words, the crocodile's Uh-oh. out laying on the bank, and Pippa <laughs> runs out oh, and gets real close and then turns around and runs away. Oh. Real close and then turns around and runs away. <laughs> oh, and Pippa. Pippa had been doing this trick for visitors for 10 years. Pippa had it coming. Yeah, Pippa's time ran out. <laughs> Carrie Hansen, Pippa's <laughs> owner, said, well, Casey did what Crocs do. I guess it was something that had a high probability of happening sometime. Some on social media were quick to, quick to blame the dog's owner, saying he was to blame for encouraging the little dog to run up to the reptile. But he said it was simply part of the dog's nature. He said, uh, it's just like a dog I used to have when I was a kid that would not stop chasing cars. Pippa just love tormenting Casey the alligator. A little terrier should not do things like that, but should I stop her? I don't know. She got away with it for 10 years, he said, and I'm should just I glad. Should I stop that... her? Yes. She died. <laughs> 
He said he would get a new dog, by the way. He would definitely ensure that it did not chase crocodiles. I what guess is I'm, the noise going to be? I guess I'm just glad there's no video of little Pippa heading out oh, for no, the crocodile. Why, why are you... the most Florida story of all Florida stories. That's saying something. I thought the bath salt story would be the most Florida story I mean, that was pretty time. good, too. It's pretty solid. It happens in DeLand, Florida, which I've never heard of. D-E-L-A-N-D. DeLand. Okay. And uh, it involves two guys, and they burglarize a house. Now, okay. it turns out that all three of them at some point were having um, a, an affair with each other. All three of them. Oh. So two of them must have felt jilted by the third. Okay. And they decided to break into his house. And this is what happened. Two guys are facing charges after Volusia County deputies say they tried to pull off quite the bizarre burglary plot. They ended up taking several items from a DeLand home. And as News Six's Lauren Korn found out, the suspects tried to start a fire with spaghetti sauce in an attempt to cover their tracks. So, <laughs> wait, so, wait. <laughs> now, so, I was a Cub Scout. Right. Uh, I took a course on how to make fire. Right. Never did they say crack open a can of Chef Boyardee. You just toss a match in and it just goes never. That was never a thing. How is that part of any story? Uh, It's only good if someone ended it by going, now that's a spicy and meatball. Nope, that did not happen. (laughs) Here's the story. An ex-lover's revenge foiled thanks to this 10-second clip. Okay, now what happens is this guy has a camera inside his, and I got to tell you, it's just a trailer. You know, I was gotta, surprised. He's got to protect his meth. I was very surprised <laughs> that he had a camera, but it has a camera with a motion sensor. Okay. And the first thing that he sees, he gets an alert on his phone, and he sees a towel get put over the camera. So he's okay. like, okay, someone's in my place. Sure. Clip. Wait, did you see anybody? No, I can't see nobody. All I can see is a, uh, a towel being put over the camera. Get- okay. Now, this guy doesn't want to be identified, so what they do... When talking to him, and I don't know why this is the choice, mm-hmm. usually they'll put, you know, he'll put him in darkness or something, so yeah. or they'll obscure his face. Sure. They have just a shot of his shoes. <laughs> just his shoes. On the news they have this? Yes. And it looks like he's sitting on the toilet. I can't. <laughs> I can't verify that, but it's just a close-up of his shoes. So every time the guy's talking, yeah. close-up of the shoes. Love it. Deputies catching these two men red-handed, accused of burglarizing the victim's home and trying to burn it down. I got alert at 654. I called D-Land police, and they was here in no time. The man who declined to reveal his identity was at work Tuesday morning when it happened. Deputies say ex-boyfriend, 36-year-old Derek Irving, disguised in a bull costume onesie. Okay. <laughs> wait, wait, what? Whoa, 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 whoa. All right, now. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> All right. Whoa. So one of the guys was disguised in a bull costume onesie. Okay. So I was very curious about this, and I looked it up yesterday. Bull costume onesie. Yeah, thinking, which I hope they're playing Coachella. Thinking, <laughs> well, how hard must that have been to find? Yeah. There were 25 options to buy one. Man. There's a lot of bu- wa- bullsy, <laughs> bu- uh, bulls wa- bull onesies out there. 
It's crazy. Can't even say it. Deputies say ex-boyfriend, 36-year-old Derek Irving, disguised in a bull costume onesie, and 28-year-old John Silva removed the AC unit to get inside. I like that one guy's in a bull onesie and the other guy doesn't even have a costume. Yeah. He doesn't even care. No. And I love that they removed the AC unit like a trailer is hard to break into. <laughs> you guys were like full Ocean's Eleven. <laughs> That doesn't need to happen with Bubba Ray's trailer. trailer. I'm assuming they thought they had all kinds of time. The duo deputies say stole the man's TV, AC unit, heater, and a vacuum. They took the AC with them. Well, you broke it off to get in. <laughs> Might as well take well. it with you. <laughs> Before boiling a pot of spaghetti sauce and taking a white towel to the stove. Well, he was trying to make it look like that uh, I'd left the stove on. But who gets up at 2 o'clock in the morning and fixes spaghetti? Right? Fixes what? Skeddy. Skeddy. <laughs> is it? Is, is this uh, Honey Boo Boo's lost, lost dad? Who gets up in the middle of the night and fixes Skeddy? Who calls it Skeddy? I guess if you live in Florida, you do. Skeddy. <laughs> Deputy stopped the two in the driveway where they found the man's items in an empty jar of spaghetti sauce. Silva claiming he had no idea Irving was stealing from the home. <laughs> I didn't know. Look, there's an AC unit right. and a television. And an empty jar of spaghetti in my car. Excuse me, Kevin. Kevin. I had no idea. Skeddy. Sorry. Skeddy. I had no idea anything was being stolen. <laughs> All that stuff's in my car, yes, but I didn't know. I didn't know. I, I mean, it's Florida. That's just what people have in their cars. It started out as a, uh, was a relationship that lasted about a week. The victim says they had a fallout, but the two remained friends and doesn't know why Irving is so angry. Okay, now you can sort of tell the anger of the homeowner who's mm-hmm. been ripped off by the guy because he's offering some ideas why they might be angry at him, and they're not I, They're not that at all. Okay. He's saying, I helped them. Why would they do that to me? Let him use my car for four months. Maybe he's angry about that. Or maybe he's angry because I gave him $150 to fix his teeth. $150 to fix his, fix teeth. his teeth. Now, I'm no expert. Same. How far does that go? <laughs> That's half a tooth? <laughs> that, like, you get wood teeth like George Washington? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, again, uh, p- a picture of shoes while, while that guy's talking <laughs> the entire time during this story. This, has ev- like, this whole story has everything. Everything that makes a Florida story a Florida story? Yes. It's it, it's in here. This is the perfect Florida story. The pair appeared in court today. Irving being held without bond for violating probation. Silva is being held on twenty five thousand five hundred dollars bond. Thank God for this camera. Please tell me the guy took his mugshot in the bull ones. He did not. Ah. I don't believe they would have allowed that, but that would have been awesome. He's going to be kicked out of the furry convention for that kind of behavior. <laughs> The Kevin and Bean Show. Sounds like diarrhea to me. K-Rock. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 
Hancock. Well, Bob Saget, how you been? I'm really good. I'm really good. Thanks thank for you, having me on. Thank you for filling in for me, essentially, at the Weenie Roast this uh, summer when uh, Kevin would go out on stage and do his onstage announcements when you were bringing on Blink-182! I wasn't there, but you played me, and I appreciate that very much. Did you have a good time that night? <laughs> I actually did. I, I had had a little bit of beer. I was with my fiance Kelly, and Allie, and oh. I was with Kevin. We hung out quite a bit because, you know, we're, we're boyfriends, and... uh Allie, I, I don't know if you, I mean, you've talked about it, I know, on the air, mm-hmm. but, but you were you were 19 sheets to the wind. You were. Oh, you're being nice. I, I've never <laughs> seen you like mm-hmm. that. Yeah. But normally I see you in here. Sure. But, but you were aggressively uh, uh, drunk. Here's the thing, and we, we've discussed this. I had said to Kevin, hey, I've had a couple drinks. You don't need me for the Blink-182 interview. And in Kevin's head, he's like, oh, no, I definitely do now. And I said, okay, then I'll stop drinking. And he goes, nope, I think you do the opposite. I'm like, all right, cool. (laughs) I said to Bob when he came in, I said, oh, we'll have to play a little bit of the Blink-182 interview. And your response to that was what? Well, well, I was there. You were in the room. And you had no recollection of it. No recollection. Yeah, we were taking pictures, Mm -hmm. all kinds of stuff. I was in the lineup. You did not know I was there. We talked after it, and you were just going to my fiance. And girl, you just better. I don't know what you were doing. Wow. You might have been, I don't know, girl's trip. You were just... (laughs) You were in another. I'm just glad you weren't hanging from a, you know, something that could you could uh, do some kind of, uh, you know, that big urination. Scene. Right. Yes, I'm glad exactly. there were no grapefruits around. Right. Right. You, you so right. <laughs> let me play the. Uh, let me play the question though, because I mean the whole interview was great. But here's the question we most enjoyed. Mm-hmm. We think Allie was trying to ask Blink 182 something. But also, you guys are posting videos like, oh, we're rehearsing for the weenie roast, and we're like. Goddamn weenie roast. Mm-hmm. You guys are Blink-182. What are you doing? Like, But then it occurred to us, oh, I guess bands really rehearse for different festivals and different situations, which we just thought, okay, you do the same old thing every time. Now, there was no question there, right, There Bob? was no, no question. There was no question, and she was mesmerized that bands rehearse. It, for different... <laughs> I mean, that Blink-182 <laughs> had to do a festival in front of a huge audience. Yeah, and yeah. And you, you're, like, basically saying... It was kind of like... God bless Chris Farley when he mm-hmm. would interview, you know, Paul McCartney. Right. Remember when you right. were in the Beatles? Remember that? And, that they, and Paul awesome. would go, yeah. And he'd go, yeah. Right. And then he'd go, I'm so stupid. Why did I ask that? You <laughs> left off the I'm so stupid part. It, I mean, it's inferred. But here's the thing, Bob. You are, you are good friends with Kevin. You've hung out with him. I, I'm, I'm in love with him. One Absolutely. day he's going to wear pants. I oh. think he's going to do mm. it. One day. But it, what we did was we took my question and then one of Kevin's questions that made no sense years ago about UFOs, a terrorist situation, and we mashed them, and we soon realized we're the same person when we drink. It's weird to see people jump from, I'm not positive what the answer is. But also, you guys are posting videos like, oh, we're rehearsing for the weenie roast, and we're like, uh, it must be, you know, infallible word of God. Mm-hmm. You guys are Blink-182. Or, you know, uh, and terrorists. What are you doing? Like, but then it occurred to us. You know, situations or UFOs. Oh, I guess bands really rehearse for different festivals and different... It's unidentified. ...situations, which we just thought, okay, you do... It must be alien. You go, no. The same old thing every time. It's just maybe a a question that we'll never know the answer to. And I think the message to the kids out there is don't grow up like this. (laughs) 
Amen. But it was oh. interesting. There, there is no, and you, and Kevin really stumbled. You could hear the the slur there. Mm-hmm. He uh, wasn't yeah. drunk, by the way. Alan. Yeah, that, that was that was on the air. By that was way. actually yeah. on the radio. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. Hey, that uh, was this morning tired. Yes. <laughs> Bob Saget is here. He's got a bunch of shows coming up in Southern California this summer, including Friday and Saturday, July thirteenth and fourteenth. You're going to be at the Irvine Improv. Tickets are on sale at improv.com, and then you're going out to Oxnard Levity in August. Tickets on sale at the same uh, OxnardLevityLive.com. You're working out new material this summer, Bob? Yeah, I've got to do it. And you can't, uh, you really can't go into theaters because I, I had a big theater tour by um, month, six months ago. And, and you just can't, people are paying hard ticket prices. And you can't just riff and, and get your mind together and what subjects you want to talk about. And it's so hard right now to find things that are funny that aren't going to offend people. Uh, people in the audience that have different points of view so i'm trying to just do the humane comedic tour which means i'll probably be talking about my wiener quite a bit but it's so funny you should say that because you know we always talk about how this is the golden age of netflix comedy i mean it used to be that you there were comedy specials everywhere now netflix buys them all yes which is great for us the viewer but you're so right that trump seeps into everything yeah like I just watched the Jim Jeffrey special this week. There's a bunch of Trump W Kamal spe- uh, W uh, uh, Kamal Bell special. There's a bunch of Trump in there. It's the on la- everybody's mind. Well, I the last one I did, and you guys are so kind to help me promote it, was uh, uh, Zero to Sixty, which did really well on Amazon Prime, and then of course it goes everywhere, iTunes and all those places. But that thing was kind of evergreen. I just wanted to talk about relationships and about life and about how we should treat each other. And then you, once you get sincere, for me. Uh, the longer I've done this, which is like 40 years. Oh, my grandmother, I'm 110. But but I'm a zombie. But but the longer you do it, you want it to be able to be where you turn on HBO or Netflix or wherever you're getting your special, and you can watch it any time, and it's, it, it hasn't passed. Nothing wrong not. with that. Right. Yeah, because you want to see something the minute it's happening when it's something severe, you know, mm-hmm. if we go through something gigantic. But there's so many heinous things happening right now. I just want to not take people's minds off of it, but just take them down a different path. And, you know, yeah. I've always I've been a crowd pleaser, as you know, from that, that five-minute fill of Blink-182, <laughs> that intro where I could have been drunk, but I wasn't, um, <laughs> where Kevin and I had to do that. But I love riffing, and, mm-hmm. and riffing doesn't always include... Uh, bashing or being angry at the news and it's it's not the news it's being angry at what's happening to humanity and how we have a fuse on anger that's been lit that i i just love and these are big rooms so that they're local rooms the the irvine improv and the oxnard levity and they're 500 seat rooms so you're kind of doing a show you you are doing i'm I'm doing a show i've got to entertain the people Mm -hmm. that's what they deserve but it's just uh, a lot better than what I'm saying right now. Because, see, this is the same. Well, you're not my... selling tickets right now, I'll tell you that. No, this <laughs> is. Okay, let me talk about what happens when you accidentally sit on your wiener in the toilet. Um... Bob Saget <laughs> at the Irvine Improv, July 13th and 14th, Oxnard Levity Live, August 10th and 11th. All right, Bob, we got to say goodbye to you now, my friend. Such a pleasure. Thank you so much. Love coming in, and uh, all my best. Why did we agree to do this? Why did we agree to do anything? I hate us. Kevin and Bean on K Rock. I hate us. DJ Omar Khan came in uh, after the weekend mm-hmm. and was just blabbing about how he had a, the weirdest weekend ever. Weirdest, mm-hmm. so, weirdest weekend ever. What it happened? Was, um, so with this job, we don't get much sleep. Right. So on Fridays, I usually you know go to sleep around ten and I get a good eight hours. But I was working on a project and it ran late, so. I uh, didn't get to bed till about 2 a.m., and recently I've been having problems sleeping, so I probably got to maybe 
three hours total. Yes. Had to get up early for to take my daughter to her softball tryouts. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. And then after that, I had to meet with some clients to work out logistics for a wedding that I was doing. And after that, I had to take a chainsaw over to one of my rentals. Same. And I forgot my eye protective wear. Okay. okay? So so I'm sleep deprived. I'm working with a chainsaw. Not and good. No, not good, right? No. Not good. So so I take the tree down and I actually get a piece of debris in my eye. Oh no. Okay. And and, and so the, my eyes bugging me and I but I've had this before where it's just a little blurriness and it usually will come out. How many pieces N- of tree deal. do you get in your eye? <laughs> How often does that happen? A couple of times. Maybe you should take a look at that a little I may, closer. Maybe. <laughs> okay. So then but I have to get home at two because the wifey is going to a birthday party um and it's an overnight thing. Okay. So my wife tells the kids that daddy's gonna take you to this uh it's it's like a indoor Funhouse playhouse thing. Okay? okay. Yeah. So I get home at two and I, I, I shower to try to get, you know, re energize, Red Bull it up. And I go to this place in Rancho Cucamonga. I live in the 909. Right. Okay? okay. It's in Rancho Cucamonga, about 10 minutes away from my house. And this is my version of hell. Okay. okay. Just, just it's screaming. Like Chuck e. Cheese with it's a like Chuck E. House. Cheese bouncy houses. We have um, a, a, a huge ball pit. A jungle gym, slides, swings. I mean, just just screaming kids everywhere. It sounds like yeah. flu and cold okay. central. Ooh. Right, totally. Okay, <laughs> and as as I as I walk in, and um, the attendant tells me. You can't use the ball pit because a kid pooped in there. Oh, no. Okay. That's All when right. you turn around and leave. No, that's so, what Omar so says. No, no, no. I want to go to the ball pit if oh. I know Omar. So my kids are already, they've been this. This is my first time. My kids right. have already been this to this place. So their, their shoes are already off. You have to take your shoes off. Mm-hmm. And they go, and they can't ditch me fast enough. Yeah. Okay. Sure. So they're out there, and I see all the parents, and I'm a guy who can't really waste a lot of time on my phone. And I look around, and everybody's just on the, all the parents. They're just on their phone, right? Sure. And, and their kids are playing, and I, I don't do that. So I start people watching, mm-hmm. and I'm I'm looking around and looking around, and I'm sleep deprived, and I have one bad eye. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so I, I see a guy over there. And he's playing where, like, the toddler sections is, and it looks like Tom Hanks. Okay? But you think, I got a tree in my eye. There's no way that's Tom Hanks. (laughs) And it's the 909, Uh and it's at this funhouse place, right? Right. There's no way this is Tom Hanks. Yeah. It's a pretty janky place for American treasure Tom Hanks to be hanging out. And Tom Hanks... Probably one of the biggest stars in the world. If he was going to go there, I would assume he would just buy it out for his own right use yeah. to Ab- not have to deal with a holes like you. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so I'm like, and then I'm, I'm I'm like looking around trying to figure like nobody's thinking this is Tom Hanks, so I'm clearly wrong. Right, this is not Tom Hanks. Yeah, because if it is Tom Hanks, there's going to be a big crowd of people around and people taking pictures or and people kind of looking like what's happening. Something, right? Yeah. yeah. So then right. I, I go check on my kids and my kids are. The one thing fine. I know at this point is it's not going to end up being. Tom Hanks. Yeah. <laughs> so, so my kid, my kids are fine, and you know they don't want anything to do with me. They're having they're having a great time. I'm going crazy. Like at this point, I'm like, okay, I'm gonna go buy Tom Hanks and pretend that I'm looking at these toddler kids. So I'm being Mr. Creep guy. By the Look, way, just yeah. let me butt in. This happens to Tom Hanks every day. I assume yeah. all these yeah, people yeah, yeah. that yeah. think they're on the on the down low. Yeah, yeah. yeah he knows exactly yeah, yeah. what you're doing. You're standing around waiting so, to see so, if it's him. So I'm standing next to this guy, just shoulder to shoulder, because I want to hear his voice. Yeah, you know, and it sounds like Tom Hanks. Right. <laughs> so so it's even blowing my mind even more. This guy looks like Tom Hanks, but he's wearing a hat, so you can't really see his hair. Okay. 
and he sounds like Tom Hanks, but nobody is reacting like me. You know, yeah. it's, it's like I have one of the bosom buddies here. Sure. Like, are you kidding me? I don't me? think yeah. anyone else would say that, but and, okay. I mean, okay. that is probably what he's best known for. <laughs> sure. So, okay, so, so then I, I, I kind of walk away and do the thumb. <laughs> no, you yeah. did. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, and, and he was no reaction. So clearly, so you not were just Tom trying Hanks. to get him to turn yeah. in recognition yes. of his name. Yeah. I had nothing but time, guys. Oh, okay, because I got, you know what I mean. Poor so I'm like, Tom Hanks. I'm, I'm gonna find out if this is Tom Hanks or not. Okay? So you yelled, Tom. He so didn't I'm turn. Like, Tom. Tom. <laughs> didn't, didn't turn. Turn around. I so I was like, so, so, so I'm like, okay, fine. Now and Omar's then, going Philadelphia. Horoscope. <laughs> 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 okay. So then he gets um, his party gets a little room, mm-hmm. and these little rooms where they serve food and cake for the birthday party he's there for yeah. has a little window. Mm-hmm. So now I'm kind of like you know just doing a walk. Oh, oh you're creeping in the window. And my bad, you know, I made the mistake. My bad eye was the first one. I was like, oh man, my bad eye. I can't really see. So I walked the other way, nope. and then I see this guy who looks like Tom Hanks <laughs> eating pizza. Right, and the guy that looks like Tom Hanks has to be thinking, what is wrong with this guy walking <laughs> yeah. back and forth in front yeah, of the window? Yeah, yeah. And by so, the way, he says to his friends, "Am I wrong, or does that dude look like Omar Khan?" <laughs> <laughs> so then I notice, I notice, um, I notice uh, the lady he's with. Mm-hmm. I think Tom Hanks is married to somebody famous. Rita Wilson. Rita Wilson. Yeah. So, so I look it up on my phone, and all the pictures come up, and you know, Rita Wilson is, you know, has makeup, and it was like, oh, you know what? I don't think that's her. It's probably not Tom Hanks. Mm-hmm. So then you were I, standing shoulder to shoulder with him. You don't know at this point. I no, no, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely not. So then um, I'm standing there by the pool ball pit. Mm-hmm. And I was like, no, nah, it's not Tom Hanks, you know. Uh-huh. So, so then I go my way, and then I, you know, I, I'm done with, I'm done with it. I'm like, yeah. it's not Tom Hanks. So then, uh, well, good story, Omar. No, no. So, 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 so I then, wish it wasn't. So, so then, the, the, uh, his party gets let out, and the guy who I think is Tom Hanks is helping the people clean the poo ball pit. He's, what? He's he's helping cleaning he the poo balls. There. He was cleaning the poo balls, what? right? Okay. Tom doesn't so, have to do that. So he's cleaning the poo balls for about five minutes. Oh, this is clearly, clearly not Tom Hanks. And then about five minutes after cleaning poo balls, mm-hmm. people start taking pictures with him. It's Tom Hanks! Yes! There was the whole time. Yes! And then, yeah, so Tom Hanks was cleaning poo balls. And then so I'm like, I need to go take a picture with the bosom buddy. <laughs> All right, sure. Let me just right? ask you a question. Yeah. At any point, did you think Tom Hanks is cleaning the poo pit? Why am I not in there instead? Yeah, I was like, he's my hero. Are you kidding? <laughs> so then I so then I run up to him. I'm running up to him with, with my phone because he's on his way out. Yeah. I'm like, hey, how about them poo balls? Is what I That's say. That's what you said. Oh, Your Omar. words to him were, hey, oh, how about them, oh. them poo balls? And he says to me, just take the picture. I'm on my way out. <laughs> What's up, Hanks? And you can see the picture that Omar posted on his Instagram. Uh, clearly, Tom Hanks not having nearly as much no. fun as Omar and it was. was. Super blurry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's Kevin and Bean on K Rock. Blame. How about some great news? When you wake up, all you hear is bad news. So bad it makes you want to hit the snooze. Kevin and Bean can make that go away. It's time for Great News Today. Great News! All right, my story uh, comes out of Denver, Colorado. 11-year-old Logan Wilson is about to turn 12. She read a book that inspired her. The book is called Choose to Matter, and it's by two-time Olympic gold medalist U.S. women's soccer team member Julie Foudy. 
And it inspired Logan, who's 11, just about to turn 12. And she heard the story of a four-year-old girl. In June, she was diagnosed with a rare cancerous brain tumor. And I've not heard of this, but it's called DIPG. And it's only found in children. And there's no cure and there's no treatment. Oh, wow. So instead of getting birthday gifts for her 12th birthday party, Logan has organized a family run to benefit Piper. And here's the important part. This has caused a chain reaction as other kids have now canceled their birthday parties and joined her effort in the run Hmm. to raise money for this family. The mom says one small act of kindness can cause another one to cause another one to cause another one. Logan's mom and dad organized the meeting between Logan and Piper so that just to kind of get to know what she's like and to make the run as uh, helpful as possible. Logan says, I hope they find a cure and work harder and harder to make it better for families who are experiencing it. And Piper's parents have a website with a blog and information on DIPG called warriorsforprincesspiper.com. And on the website, you can buy a Princess Piper's Warrior bracelet for 25 bucks to show your support. And I think that's great news. You know what I was doing when I was 11? What? Throwing rocks in my neighbor, Robbie. That was you. Oh, that was you. Yeah. You know what? I, I forgot about uh-huh. that. Right. <laughs> Allie, you're next. Uh, by now, I think we've all heard about the Nashville Waffle House shooting. Just insane guy comes in with his assault rifle, kills four people. Could have killed a lot more had it not been for James Shaw Jr., who said, I acted in a blink of a second when he reloaded his clip. That felt like 30 minutes. I looked at him. He wasn't looking at me. He just had the barrel down. It was like, do it now. Go now. And I just took off. So he not only disarmed him, he caused him to run out of the place. He's gone. But sadly, four people died. Two people were um, grazed as well with the bullet, including James Shaw Jr. But first of all, hero, unbelievable that he did this, put his life in front of the bullet, essentially, to try and save people. He didn't know if it would happen. Turned out it did. But it's the aftermath that makes this James Shaw Jr. just such an incredible human being. He decided, oh, well, I should start a GoFundMe page for the victims. I want to help their families pay for the funeral, do anything I possibly can. So he set up a GoFundMe page, and he was just asking maybe $15,000. So far, uh, that is now up to two hundred and seven. dollars thousand dollars wow that's a lot of money yeah for these families this is a victim himself that decided to do this so then a separate individual a journalist um yashar ali decided well this guy deserves something i mean this guy is the reason so many people survived in there how about we start to go fund me for him because it turns out um, he has a daughter he just wanted maybe a, a good vacation for the guy just something so far, that separate GoFundMe account has raised two hundred and two thousand dollars. Wow! Yeah, everybody you get a GoFundMe. You get a GoFundMe. <laughs> Everyone just, gets a GoFundMe. I'm just saying, um, it's it's unbelievable what this guy, twenty nine years old, just decides. I'm going to take this all my life into my own hands. Do this. Hopefully, I can save some people. And then his first thought after it is, how can I now help the people that I couldn't save? Unbelievable. We need. Many more James Shaw Juniors in this world. And that's my great news. Detroit, Michigan, this past Tuesday, around 1 a.m., 911 calls started coming in to alert the police that there was a man who was getting ready to jump off an interstate overpass, Interstate 696. He was standing there ready to jump. 
The police decided this is a dangerous situation, not only for the man, but for the cars going by on the highway underneath. So they diverted traffic off. And while they did that, they stopped all of the tractor trailers that were getting off the freeway and said, hey, why don't you go line up under the bridge? What they did was 13 tractor trailers lined up next to each other under the bridge. So if the man did jump off the bridge, he would only fall six feet. Wow. Is that genius or what? That is genius. That's crazy. I've yeah. never heard of this before. Uh, once we figured out what the situation was, we closed down the traffic, and then all we had to do was talk to him. You know, we always look for people who are involved in this type of uh, incidents. Usually there's a trigger. We try to find out what that trigger is and rectify it. We were able to do that with him. We were able to convince him that this was not the right thing to do. We were able to get him to a local hospital where he's getting the help he needs. And that's just an ingenious solution that I'd never heard of before that worked in yeah. this case. So everyone walked away happy. And that is my great news. The Kevin Bean Show mornings on K-Rock, 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 K-Rock. Sounds kind of boring. Look, look, look. Everybody has a classic movie that they haven't seen. Maybe yours is uh, uh, The Wizard of Oz. Mm-hmm. Mine is, for instance, uh, there are a lot of movies I haven't seen, but I've never seen any of the uh, Jurassic Park movies, for instance. There's somebody out there listening right now who's never seen Raiders of the Lost Ark or Jaws or Star Wars. You can't see them all. <laughs> I know. That's, a, that's <laughs> offensive to you to your core. It is. Um, film critics consider Citizen Kane to be the greatest movie of all time. And I'd be willing to bet that the majority of people who listen to this show have never taken the time to go back and see Citizen Kane from all the from 80 years ago. Right. You can't you can't see them all. No. But you should see The Godfather. <laughs> what I'm saying is I get it. But you should see The Godfather if you live your entire life, Allie, to the age mm-hmm. that you're at now. And everybody has told you, wow, is that a great movie? Yeah, I've been I've been told that for decades. Mm-hmm. And it's it also I like those kind of movies. I like mm-hmm. Goodfellas. I like The Departed, which isn't really gangster, but a little bit. Peaky Blinders. Love, love a good gangster movie. And so many of the things that are in those movies are as a result of The right. Godfather book by Mario Puzo and the Francis Ford Coppola film. I mean, that's where a lot of those tropes came from. Right. Was from that's the OG mafia movie. Mm-hmm. So how did it happen this weekend that you finally got around to seeing the best picture of 1972? I had uh, taken a nap, and I woke up, and I thought, you slept too long. You are going to be up for a while. Netflix has The Godfather. You've got three hours. Have a diet Mountain Dew and go to town. So I did. What were your... And Kevin always says, remember the Kevin times, he always Mm -hmm. says that he believes that your expectations going into a film can sometimes color how much you enjoy it. If you're not expecting much, maybe it'll end up being surprisingly great. If you have been hyped to the max, Mm -hmm. there's no way it lives up to the pressure. Where were you when you started the film? I don't think I had um, huge expectations because everyone had told me, oh, you have to see The Godfather, but the second one is better. So I had that in my head the whole time that you have Mm -hmm. to see this one just to kind of get the feel for it. Mm -hmm. So you know that number two is coming and it's better. But uh, wow, that that movie was long. I mean, it's got to be around three hours. You yeah, know? yeah, it is. But it also has a lot going on with a, a lot, lot of different, a lot of different stories and some of the greatest acting and dialogue you've ever seen in your life. Uh, that's Allie. what they say. Yeah, Allie. listen, it was 
perfectly fine. I perfectly didn't... fine. <laughs> perfectly fine. Oh, no, that's not how you describe it. <laughs> Have you ever seen Al Pacino better? Here's the thing uh, that I'm embarrassed about. Let me let me get to that thing in a minute. Okay. But first. Um, let me just play for you. If if you haven't seen it, probably one of the best known uh, deals is that whole offer thing that mm-hmm. uh, Marlon Brando does. Right. You to rest well, and a month from now, this Hollywood big shot's gonna give you what you want. It's too late. They start shooting in a week. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. Okay. All right. So that's this reoccurring theme. Uh, we get it. I was confused at first. Why are they calling him Vito? Now he's Don. Like, mm-hmm. what's his name? And then it occurred to me, oh, he's the Don. Okay, he's the got Don. It. He's the head of the got mafia it. family, right? But why the voice? Why? Why did? Why? I know people think it's the greatest. Like that, Brando chose that voice. Drove me nuts. Did it drive you nuts because it's been parodied so often and made fun of and duplicated and imitated that it it's hard to go back and see it with fresh eyes because that's a caricature now after all these years that you've seen other people do it. But I mean, at the time he was the only, the first and only person who had done it. And that's just how he chose that character to talk. And by the way, Marlon Brando was phenomenal in this movie. Yeah, he was good. He's like 35 years old. It's amazing what they made him look like Mm -hmm. with the prosthetics and whatnot at the time. And just how nervous were you when he was petting the cat and not a euphemism kids. (laughs) How nervous were you that something bad was going to happen to that cat? Pretty nervous. <laughs> <laughs> and okay. by the way, I, I mentioned Pacino. Uh-huh. Incredible, right? Well, here's the thing. Okay. So I'm watching the movie, and I'm thinking to myself, Al Pacino's in this at some point. I'm almost halfway through the movie. <sighs> and I'm like, where the heck does he come in? Like, is he from another crime family? I use the bathroom. I take a potty break, <laughs> and I Google the cast, and I'm like, Holy crap, he's, he's Michael? He's Michael Corleone. I had no idea. You so, didn't recognize Al Pacino? Because he doesn't sound like Al Pacino. He doesn't use that stupid inflection that he does now. He's so young. He's so he just he looked like just a little brunette kid. And so handsome too, by the so way. So handsome. We've got this. You don't come to Las Vegas and talk to a man like Mo Green like that. Fredo, you're my older brother, and I love you. But don't ever take sides with anyone against the family again. I mean, I, a, I got hot during that. I, it's funny you said that because I get chills when I hear that because he's got that quiet power yes. of a guy who knows how to how to handle it. And by the way, I hope you will see Godfather 2 because when you see what happens with Fredo, it'll it'll kill you. Uh, oh, what Fredo's about, uh, a big old puss. I hope he dies. We're almost out of time here. Mm-hmm. I'm, glad, I'm delighted that you saw it. Yes. What's your your takeaway? I don't know how you want to how you want to close this up with a with a letter grade or just thoughts. What do you now that you've seen it? How do you feel? Uh, my whole thought was, had I seen it decades ago, I probably would have thought it was amazing. Mm-hmm. But I think maybe people's nostalgia kind of gets in the way. Like, people go back and they're like, no, it's one of the best movies ever. Well, I think if I saw it back then, yes. Mm-hmm. But seeing it now, it was it was good. And knowing that uh, Al Pacino is the biggest part of number two, mm-hmm. I mean, I'd be willing to watch the second one. Ladies and gentlemen, Ali is on board with The Godfather. Thank you. Thank you. Bitter, predictable, whining disc jockeys. It's Kevin and Bean on K-Rock. Um... 
a long time ago, mm-hmm. Bean and I were dumb. I mean, really now, too. But I mean, a long time ago, worse. We had just started, and uh, Omar brought this to us because they play on the B-Team podcast. If, you, if you're interested in the Kevin and Bean show, the B-Team podcast, you can get it the same place as you get at Kevin and Bean. And uh, it's taking a look at some old, old stuff that we used to do. Uh-huh. They do an amazing job on that show, and they, they come up with so much tape of things that I don't even remember, like this one that we're about to spotlight. What year do you think this was where this tape was made? I don't know. 91 or 2, maybe? Really, okay. really oh, a long time right ago. Right at the beginning. Yeah. All right. So and uh, over 25 years ago. So Bean gets a jaywalking ticket. Okay. <laughs> so those exist anymore? <laughs> I don't know. I don't remember the last time I heard of anyone getting cited for jaywalking. So we decided it would be funny if I represented him in court and we pled insanity. That was our plan Jeez. for jaywalking. And we also had a, uh, <clears throat> a uh, hidden mic. What? My mic that was recording stuff. Which also might have been illegal. Oh, no, in court? In court. <gasps> that may not have been the smartest you thing. guys. But we were trying to guess, like, what if the judge doesn't buy insanity, then what? And we steal an idea from David Letterman, and you'll hear this. Kevin and Bean's top ten reasons why Bean jaywalked. Shall we try some of these out on each other before we, we face the judge? Absolutely. Reasons why I was jaywalking that day. Number ten. Thought the hand on the don't walk sign was waving me across. Number nine, to get to the other side. Number eight, at that moment, the evil spirit Bob inhabited my body. Number seven, I didn't want my friends to think I was a chicken. Number six, the guy inside Green Hell said it would be okay. You think he's going to buy any of these? No. Number five, I didn't want to be late for the Geraldo special on postal employees who worship the devil. Number four, I was just doing what the little voices told me. Number three, I was walking off a leg cramp. Number two, I thought it would be okay with a purchase. And the number one reason why I was jaywalking that day in Hollywood... If insanity doesn't work. These damn kids today got no respect for the law. <laughs> so did we really... I mean, I can't... I, like I said, I don't remember this at all. Did we really think we were going to try some of that material out in open court in front no. of a judge? No, we I didn't. think... I we think were joking. That, I think that was just to be funny because we were 100% in on insanity. It's, we figured insanity oh was going to work. Now, do, now, not do, necessarily that it would work for real, but it's jaywalking. Mm-hmm. And we thought if we say insanity, the judge will get a little giggle out of it. Find it funny. Really? Didn't happen, and I and I uh, and I made a reference early in the tape to hanging Henry as a judge. Did we have uh, intel that he I don't was think a judge so. without a sense of humor? Okay, all right. I don't think so. I have no idea how this ends. Did I end up going to jail? So now we're sitting in court, and do you remember who was sitting behind us? I don't. I don't remember anything about this day. The lead singer from a band called Men at Work. No. Colin, Colin Hay. Colin Hay. Do you remember that? With the honked up eye? Yes. <laughs> Colin Hay. Yes. So we're sitting in court, and our case isn't up yet, and we're uh-huh. having a discussion about who's sitting behind us. Been ushered inside the courthouse. Oh, man, it's showtime now. I'm really nervous. There's no. How many people are here? Hundreds? Oh, yeah. And you're telling me who's sitting behind us. I'm telling you that the guy sitting behind us in this traffic court is the lead singer of Men at Work. Men at Work. I'm telling you, that's who he is. I live. I come from a land down under. That's the same guy. He's the guy, the guy with the weird eye. It's not him. It's him. It's the guy from Men at Work. It is not him. <laughs> was it really him? I think it was. No I think way. it was because he had the janky eye. I mean, okay. if I said it was him, I'm sure I, was sure I would recognize him. Sure. So that's funny. So the judge, this is a weird thing because before our case, the judge for some reason, and I didn't remember this either until I, I listened to it, the judge was holding up some kind of a stuffed animal and was taking bids on it like it was a auction. 
and Bean actually bid, I think maybe just to try and make the judge laugh again so that when we got up there, everything would be cool. I don't know. <laughs> I, I Honestly, I don't know, but listen. You say that? Yeah. Let me see. Yeah, the ju- the oh, judge is holding nice. up a stuffed animal? He's looking at the stuffed animal. Didn't they take this part of the trade in? What's he doing, like a comedy show here? What's the deal? Oh, oh. <laughs> I don't know. We're in line now. Equipment on a is... He's going to be hearing our case in two yeah. people. What is my bid? He's, original. he's taking bids. Bid, man. I'm not going to bid. Los Angeles Public Library. Two fifty. All right, I'll bid. Two hundred fifty dollars. No, no, no. Two dollars and fifty cents. You're kidding. You're Think I'll get it? Okay, that's one. All right, man. Here we go. Good luck. Looking over your case. All right. So I don't know why Bean bid two fifty. I don't think he was actually taking bids. Oh man. But I think we were just trying to make him laugh. Okay. So now we're up. He's looking I'm, at the paperwork. Mm-hmm. I'm nervous now. Bean and I are standing at the table. Who do you want standing at the table less than me when you're really in court? Mm-hmm. No one. Right? Not guilty. Let's go for trial. What do you think? When, when do we, can we plead insanity? Wait, wait, wait. Who are you? I'm just with him. I'm you're just, just a with him? Yeah. Just a friend. <laughs> Who are you? Oh, no. Oh, you're not a lawyer anymore, oh, are you, Kevin? No. <laughs> I'm not mouthing off about being a lawyer. Now I'm just a dude. <laughs> I got nothing to do with this. I don't even know this guy. <laughs> well, I think I'm going to find out how good a friend. Okay. Oh, man. Throw him in jail. <laughs> he said, I'm gonna, we're going to find out how good a friend. And somebody else said, throw him in jail. <gasps> do it. Four days to jail. No, no, no. Two days each. Four days in jail, two days each. Boy, he oh. had no time right? for our nonsense. Come on. It's jaywalking. Somebody says insanity. You're in court every day, all day. You must be bored. Isn't right. that funny? A little. That's at, le- that's at least a chuckle. <laughs> I mean, come on. Oh, that's a bad idea. I don't even know him. I'm with. I'm with this guy. <laughs> now I'm completely distancing myself because I don't want to go to jail at all. That's a bean. All right. Thank you. We lost. Hey, we're on one. I'm not depressed. You're not depressed. I am. It's my 20 bucks. We lost, Kevin. I thought you said it was airtight. I thought you said we couldn't lose. We said, Call me Perry Mason, you said. I didn't say it was airtight. I said you were going to be airtight. <laughs> You're not doing good so far. So far. The Kevin and Bean Show. You're not doing good on K-Rock. K-Rock. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Allie, you found a list of the 25 most rewatchable movies of all time. Yeah, it was uh, it was an older list, but somebody had tweeted about it, and I was going through the tweets the responses from people. First of all, everyone's all, always mad at a list. Sure. That their movie isn't on there. What about this? Ah. But this list, I think it was from uh, 2015, has the most rewatchable movies. Number one was Star Wars. Number two, Wizard of Oz. Number three, Sound of Music. Uh, okay. And it goes on and on from there. But people were very upset that their movie wasn't on the list and it's understandable it's yeah. the most rewatchable for you right exactly like i have three that i'll watch anytime they come on mm-hmm. one is deadpool 
Okay. I'm a monster inside and out. I belong in a circus. Wait, Vanessa loves you. She doesn't care what you love. Oh, do you like what you see? No. You look like an avocado. Had sex with an older, more disgusting avocado. Yeah. <laughs> it could be in the middle of it. I'll watch the end of it. Yeah. Doesn't I get matter. It. Just any time. Number two for me is any Harry Potter movie. I love those. Do you I do. really, Kevin? I do. I love that series. <laughs> wow. I love the movies. I think the movies are great. Not a big reader. Didn't read the books. Yeah. You even went to the Hollywood Bowl to see it perform. I did. Yeah, with an orchestra. That's true. Yeah. What? Harry. It's up with me, right? <laughs> Fight back! You coward, fight back! No. He belongs to the Dark Lord. I mean, come on, that's a great series. I no? bet it is. My third one is uh, Dirty Dancing. <laughs> Sorry. Stop it! You stop it right there! You dick! <laughs> My third one is Talladega Nights. Okay. Talladega Nights. It doesn't now matter we're where it is. talking here. Oh, yeah, right. here we go. It doesn't matter where it is. Mr. Bobby, come on down here! Help me, Jesus! <laughs> Help me, Jewish God! Help me, Allah! Help me, Tom Cruise! This is going downhill fast. It I is. think it'd be a great time to go to commercial break. Ah, ah, help me, Oprah Winifrey! <laughs> Can I tell you, when I saw that movie in the theater, as I was leaving with my friend, a family was waiting right by the door. They're like, I'm sorry, we were just waiting to see who the hell was laughing as much? And it was and it you. was you. It was me and my friend. It was oh, that's to awesome. the point where we were hitting each other. We, there was nowhere to contain our laughter, so it was coming out in punches. Oh, I love that. That's movie. That's a great movie. That is a good All one. Right, that's my uh, top three. Well, I have a, uh, a a different top three, okay, if you will. But uh, one movie that I got sucked in. This weekend watching, and it was on Bravo. I mean, I own this movie. I can watch it at any time. I'm now watching it with commercials. Right. What is wrong with me? And that movie, The Shawshank Redemption. I mean, Mexico is way to hell down there, and you're in here, and that's the way it is. That's the way it is. It's down there, and I'm in here. I guess it comes down to a simple choice, really. Get busy living. You get busy dying. Right. I'm already tearing up. I'm like, will they ever meet up again in Mexico? Andy and Red, I don't know. Plot twist, they do. Um, number another... two is Paul Blart? No, no, okay. just out of the top three. Okay. Uh, I like number... Paul Blart, by the way. Oh, so does Kevin. Uh, number two for me, um, I don't know if it's just because you've got Leonardo DiCaprio, Matt Damon, Jack Nicholson, Irish mob. Who's the mole? Who's corrupt? I don't know. Everything's changing. The departed. You didn't come here to talk, right? You came here to get arrested. You got tapes of what? Costello was my informant. I was a rat. Prove it. He was working for me. He was my informant. Shut your mouth. Come on, get up. That's, I mean, that's weird because I do love that movie, yeah. but it doesn't come to mind as oh, I'll watch the most it rewatchable anytime. And I'm always shocked when the elevator doors open. I'm like, right. what? Yes. And I'm always yeah. sad when Charlie Sheen's dad, Martin, yeah. Martin, spoiler alert, is gets thrown off the roof yeah. and lands right there. Oh, I love that movie. I do too. I've seen it 40 times probably. Absolutely. I really have. I will say this movie is such a joke with my family because they will call me and be like, we were flipping channels. It's on. So just letting you know. You're number three. I will watch this movie anytime, any place. I've probably seen it. Not kidding. 
over 200 times. I can can recite it from beginning to end. I did a cheerleading dance to one of the songs on the soundtrack. It's insane. My love for Johnny Castle and Baby Houseman. It is dirty dancing. So I'm going to do my kind of dancing with a great partner who's not only a terrific dancer, somebody who's taught me that there are people willing to stand up for other people no matter what it costs them. Somebody who's taught me about the kind of person I want to be. Are you crying? I'm going to tell you right now. All I want to do is go to Kellerman's in the Poconos. I want to just learn how to dance with the dance instructor. I want to bone him for the first time, (laughs) like baby Hausman. I don't want to go through the whole ordeal, the abortion, sitch, and lie to my dad, that type of thing. Right. Just the good parts. Just the good parts. My dance space, your dance space. You've seen it over 200 times. 100%. Wow. It's a sickness. Wow. Yeah. Striker? All right. Well, I feel like... Yeah, uh, yeah, you can Malibu's guess. Malibu's most wanted. No, <laughs> but that does get honorable mention. Um, as does Hoosiers, Old School, and Wedding Crashers. Oh, similar to Allie, if any of these movies are on cable where there's commercials, I will watch with the commercials, even crazy? though I own the movies. First up, though, it's a movie that came out in 1986. My best friend, sister's boyfriend, brother's girlfriend heard from this guy who knows this kid is going with the girl who saw Ferris pass out of 31 flavors last night. I guess it's pretty serious. Bueller. <laughs> Bueller. One more, please. Bueller. Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Bueller. I mean. Real good. That is great. Real That's a good, good choice. So good. All right. Next up. All right. This is a movie. Freddie Got Fingered. <laughs> Oh, such Do a you classic. Have any sausages? <laughs> sausages. This is I go to bed to this movie two nights a week. Two oh, nights a week. What? Two nights a week. It helps me go to sleep. Okay. What? You beat Nikki with fists. He comes back with a bat. You beat with him with a knife. He comes back with a gun. And if you beat him with a gun, you better kill him because he'll keep coming back and back until one of you is dead. I didn't do anything. I mean, I didn't order you or anybody. I only told Andy Stone that you had a lot of heat on you, and that was a problem. You want me to get out of my own town? Yeah, I said, let, let the bull blow over for a while so I can run the casino. Anything goes wrong with the casino, it's my ass. It's not yours, it's my ass. Uh, I don't know whether you notice or not, but you only have your casino because I made that possible. Joe How are you falling asleep to casino? Right? It is not a relaxing movie. The first 70 minutes are so soothing and so good and all well, the voiceover work. I just love it so much. They're in Las okay. Vegas, the blowing up and setting up the whole movie. Ferris Bueller and, and Casino. That's a, that's a Martin Scorsese movie. Just, just Allie like had one as well. All right, this next one makes me cry every single time I have seen it, especially the last scene when baby. he realizes his dad is the catcher and they have a catch and it's this. That's not it. Oh. That's Live me. Footage if this field, this game, is a part of our past, Ray. It reminds us of all that once was good and it could be again. Oh, people will come, Ray. People will most definitely come. Yeah, if you build it, he will come, ease his pain, go the distance. Kevin Costner thought he was easing his dad's pain, but no. Mm-hmm. 
It was your pain, Kevin Costner. You were easing. And I love that. They have the catch. That's Field of Dreams, Did 1989. You, when he says, want to have a catch? Yeah. Oh. Uh, lose it, right? Lose it. Oh. But one thing that bothers me, oh, his dear. dad, uh-huh. the catcher, mm-hmm. cannot throw a baseball properly. They couldn't hire an actor for one minute who can throw a ball properly. It looked like he never played catch in his life. That's one little thing that bothers me, but I'll watch that movie anytime it's on. And do you get mad? Do you yell at it? When it's... He can't throw a Ball. A little bit to my wife. I'm like, babe, he can't throw. <laughs> Why can't he throw? <laughs> the Kevin and Bean Show on K Rock K R O Q. Let's play some B Mix's guess. B Mix's guess, yeah. Ooh, ooh. B Mix's guess, yeah. Who gets penis slapped? Bean is a dick. Pretty dope, man. Just wanna tell ya. I am the dumbest human that ever lived. Now it's time for Remix's guess. Yes. I don't know if I've uh, brought it up before, but what does penis slapping have to do with anything that we're doing on Remix's I don't know, but guess? I love it. And I insist we keep using it. All right, uh, caveat here before we play the game. I've got a list in front of me, and I'm going to ask the participants in the room to name as many of them as they can in the top ten, and we'll see who gets the most. The caveat is that, Kevin, if you don't win this game— Come on, don't put that kind of pressure on me. Then I don't know anything about you, because I would put my paycheck and my mortgage on you winning this game. That's how confident I am that this is your category. I think uh, mugs are going to be fine with it. Allie, you are always a good player, but I think this is going to be Kevin's game, so let's— Let's see. The category today for B Makes This Guess is the best ice cream toppings. The best ice cream toppings. So just imagine you got some ice cream and there's just a full service bar of anything you can imagine. By the way, there are 100 items on this list for ice cream toppings. What? Uh, I've only got the top 25 here in front of me, but there are a lot of things you could put on your ice cream. What are, this isn't most popular, this is best. All right. So, Kevin, you sit at the head of the table for B makes his guess. You get to go first. What say you? <laughs> uh, All right, our listeners didn't oh, get to hear that. Man. Oh, our dear. listeners missed that because we have something called a seven second delay. <laughs> Come on, though. That may be how Best. you you wow. enjoy ice cream. You, what about your Lord and Savior? <laughs> yeah. I used to work at Cold Stone Creamery. I don't think we had that <laughs> topping. Oh, there. you had it. Uh, you had it. <laughs> Uh, I'm sorry. Wait, wait, I'll give you a real guess. Oh, now you want to guess again. Okay. Um, hot fudge. Um, Holy moly. <laughs> hot fudge. Yeah, that would be on there. Well, I mean. <sighs> Chocolate? Is there a difference in. How is hot fudge not a topping? Thank you. Um, <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you that fudge is on the list at number 24. Fudge is not a – no, they're talking about chunks of fudge, I would I would assume. Yes, but you're talking about melted? Yes. Well, I'm going to give you number two chocolate syrup then. How about no, this? you same, are not. Same thing. Same thing. Totally different. Same thing. Really? Oh. Completely oh. different. If it gets me a point, it's the Whatever. same thing. Wow. You know, I think you're right, Allie. Now that I think about it, no, I'm it's not. I, it's not the same. So hot fudge is not among okay. the top 25. Stupid. That's insane. This list sucks. Stupid. <laughs> no, I'm telling you guys, it's a really good list. Okay. Right, so I said hot fudge, so none, I guess, for me. Go yeah, ahead. Okay, so no, I gave you one. Continue. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Beer bug, I believe you're up next. Rainbow mother effing sprinkles. Rainbows. <laughs> you guys are going to love this, but no. What? No rainbow sprinkles. Mm. Wow. Okay, then uh, Jimmy's. Um, Jimmy's. The chocolate sprinkles. Uh, yes, that is number nine. 
Chocolate Sprinkles is number nine on the list. Well done, Allie McKay. Thank you. Wait, did I get credit for um, Hot Fudge? Yeah. Okay. Because I was getting a chocolate sauce. I was just going to go the other one that he already said. Um, I'm going to say nuts. Um, nuts. Just generic nuts? Uh, number, number 15 is peanuts. D's. Seven was pointing. Right. Not so much D's as they uh, are D's. Number, number 15 uh. is nuts. I'm sorry. Not inside the top ten. All right, Mugs, we're talking about the best ice cream toppings. <laughs> Gotta go caramel, baby. Uh, caramel. Caramel, baby. Caramel, baby. Now you're talking about like caramel syrup, right, I guess, is right. what you're talking about. Yes, that is number three on All the right. list. What? Caramel syrup is number three, just behind chocolate syrup. I'm stunned. Hmm. Stunned that nobody has come up with number one yet. Honestly, I thought all three of you would yell at it at the same time when we started. Allie, you're up. Whipped cream. Number one, ladies oh! and gentlemen. Yeah! Yes, whipped cream on ice cream is considered the best of all ice cream toppings. With hot fudge, though. You yeah. right. just put it on by itself all willy-nilly. I'm well, boycotting this list. Right, then you well, drizzle D's nuts on top, right? <laughs> I mean, it does say, I mean, we did give him chocolate syrup, okay. which I think is what hot fudge, I mean, I think that's the equivalent, I think, is what it they is call not. it. All right, uh, Kevin, <laughs> I, I think we can go around what, one more time, maybe? I'm going to say banana. Uh, yeah, a banana is a great guess, but it's number 14. Number 14 on the list. Muggsy. Marachino cherries. Number six. All right. Mm. Well done. Oh, I like a good cherry on top of my ice cream, man. Does that include all fruit, then? Um, that is the oh, only... Oh, trying to get some hints. That is the only fruit in the top ten. Okay, great. Thank you for that. <laughs> um, chocolate chips. Uh, yes, chocolate chips are number eight on the list. Well done. You get a point as well. Hey, what is the score? Anyone keep a track? I've got three. Muggs has two. Kevin has a questionable one. Wow. <laughs> shall we and it's end- questionable. Shall we end it there with a winner? Or do you guys feel like you have one more in you? I got one more in me. All right. Kevin? <laughs> Kevin? I know. I'm thinking. All right. And you're chewing. Chewing my gum. Can hear that. Ice cream toppings is the topic. <laughs> How does Kevin not know? This is crazy. I swear to God, this is, this is your area. I mean, you would think it's my specialty. Um, okay, let's just call it uh, right there. How about some goddamn butterscotch? Yeah. Uh, Allie, oh, butterscotch. What are you, communist? You are the uh, winner, by the way. Uh, butterscotch is number 17. 17 right. list. butterscotch syrup. Here's your top, uh, I'll give you the top 20, all right? <laughs> top 20, waffle cone pieces. Dumb. Twix. Yes. Reese's peanut butter cups. Of course. Butterscotch syrup. Sure. Cookies. You know, you break up a cookie and an ice cream. Eh. Pe- then we did peanut Is that a topping. Though? Wait, did you just say butterscotch syrup? Yes. So F you, it was in the top 10. No, he's in no, like 17. 17. Oh, I'm so- <laughs> wow. <laughs> but I still won? Okay. Uh, you still won, yes. Uh, 15 peanuts. I think someone had. Someone had banana at 14. Uh, cookie dough was number 13. Strawberries at number 12. Peanut butter cup wow. at 11. Mm-hmm. Number 10 is a great, uh, as far as I'm concerned, uh, it, it doesn't get the love it deserves, and that's the magic shell. Oh, that's the chocolate that hardens? Yeah, yeah, yeah. the magic shell. Yeah, not that great. Number, oh, how not dare you. Great. Number nine, chocolate sprinkles. Number eight, uh, chocolate chips. Number seven, M&M's, you guys. Have M&Ms. you heard of M&M's? Sure. Uh, number six, Muggsy, your maraschino cherries. Number five, another phenomenal topping, Oreo cookies. It doesn't that fall in the Oreo cookie category? Yes. Well, they have it separate. This, I'm sorry. This list blows. Boo! Number, Boo! Number four, brownie bits. 
What? Then caramel syrup, chocolate syrup, and number one was whipped cream. This has been Bean Makes Us Guess. Bean Makes Us Guess, yeah. The Kevin and Bean Show. It's a total disaster. On K-Rock. We've been talking about leaf blowers a lot because they've been outside Bean's house. And uh, Bean hates them more than life itself. Don't get me started on leaf blowers. They're evil incarnate. They should be literally (laughs) against the law. I mean, they're not evil. They should be outlawed. Yeah. You should not be allowed to use. I saw a guy (laughs) yesterday. Don't get me started. I saw a guy yesterday. I feel like we already got you started. And I'm not joking. Somebody at a house near me had been doing a bunch of sawing. They had sawhorses up and they were cutting a bunch of wood. So there's sawdust all over their sidewalk. A guy went out there with a leaf blower and blew the sawdust from in front of his house on his sidewalk right. into the street and then further into the street and then onto the neighbors across the street's yard. Right. That's, that's why where I, all the sawdust went. Right. That's why I love it. It is the it, it's the most incredibly rude thing ever. <laughs> yeah. Look, I have a lot of crap on my ground. So instead of picking it up, mm-hmm. I'm just going to blow it into your yard. Yeah. Yes. Yes. That cracks me up every time it's I see insane. it. Makes me but laugh. It, at least it couldn't be louder and it couldn't be smellier. At least it has all three of those things going on. Well, Omar brought in an electric one, oh. an electric leaf blower. So we are uh, we're ready for uh, Kevin annoys you. Kevin. So I take the leaf blower and I go from room to room and clean it up. Wait, room to room? You mean inside, inside a building? Yeah. <laughs> inside the building, yes. Here at K Rock? Yes. You don't use leaf blower inside. Well, no, you do. Now you do. <laughs> so it started with Jared, who's the receptionist. Oh, sweet Jared. He's a nice, nice guy, isn't he? Yes. Yeah, I blew all kinds of paper and stickers oh. and stuff. It was, just, it was raining in there. It was pretty sweet. And then former producer Lightning, I went mm-hmm. into his office and uh, hit him with this. Cleaning up, cleaning up, don't worry. It's all going to be good, don't worry. Just cleaning up. <laughs> We're good. And they don't know you're coming or anything, right? right you just, no. just walk in and what are you, what are you wearing? You got the goggles on? I have the safety goggles. I have a yellow hard hat. <laughs> A vest? Is, is, the, is the video up at Kerak.com? Tell me you have a vest. Uh, they put the video up. I think it is at Kerak.com. Uh-huh. Yes. Okay. And probably yeah, tweeted. Yeah, oh, I had the vest, the super uh, reflective vest. <laughs> I was ready. Sure. You know, you got to be ready when you're doing this kind of yeah. labor. So then we came across. I was like, where is everybody? This is weird. I'm trying to attack people with a leaf blower, and they're all gone. And it turns out they were all in a sales meeting. Oh, no. Yes. No. So this is a conference room, and it's, I would guess, 35 people. And maybe bosses? It would be mostly bosses, oh. including our direct boss, Kevin Weatherby. Okay. And, uh, you know, sales uh, general managers and stuff. And they were having a meeting. And I sort of just focused the leaf blower right on the, the table. Mm-hmm. So it just was a nightmare <gasps> of paperwork. It was not fun for them, Mm-mm. although I enjoyed it. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Sorry, everyone. Right? (laughs) Went everywhere. Can you imagine you're sitting there in that meeting and you're just trying to make the station some money? That's all you're trying to do. Right? Then some jackass shows up. (laughs) And then finally, um, Mr. Weatherby's assistant, Sabrina. Oh, Sabrina. Sweetest human ever. Nicest person in the world, Mm -hmm. right? Well, a little south. I'm cleaning up. I'm sorry. I apologize. I spilled her tea everywhere. Well, look, sometimes you got to break a few eggs to make an omelet. <laughs> right? <laughs> that is 
not sympathetic. I didn't see the damage that was done. I didn't see the tea, so I didn't know it was there. But, I mean, in my defense, it only spilled on her computer keyboard and her outfit. Oh, Oh, no. no. Yeah. Did Jeff change it into something? Oh, Oh, no, I was just asking, did Jay, was there some backup? I'm going to talk to her on the phone. Can you just just keep Uncle Creepy out of it? Let's say hi to Sabrina. Hey, Sabrina. Good morning. So thank you so much for joining us. So you're sitting there at your desk doing the good work that you do every day to keep this radio station running. And what happens? So I'm just sitting at my desk and Kevin walks in and blows not just all my papers around. He gets my tea and it just spills all over, like all over my papers, all over. Like my keyboard was drenched. I was drenched. Luckily, it wasn't hot anymore, but yeah, it was good times. When you laugh, <laughs> good times. <laughs> now, did you did you think it was funny, or were you ticked off as you should have been? No, I was. I thought it was hysterical. I was laughing. So really? Hard. Oh, she so was so sweet. She was covering her head, and trying, to, trying to get out of the way, and papers were flying everywhere, covered in tea. If it was anybody else, I think I would have been pissed. But since it was Kevin, it was kind of funny. All right. How nice is she? <laughs> She's the nicest person in the world. So, Kelly, Ali just looked at me and shook her head like, no, you're bad. Uh-uh, no. You're, I would have killed you. She's not accepting that. <laughs> <laughs> um, did, did it create a bad hair day for you? Because I'm watching this video at krock.com right now, and Kevin is literally taking the electric leaf blower and putting it in people's faces so that their hair just blows back. Sometimes that's where the dirt is. <laughs> yeah. True. You know what? My hair was in a ponytail that day, so, you know, it worked out for everyone. So but, she's going um... to work out for everyone. <laughs> well, but, I, I, but I can't believe you took it that well. Your keyboard, I'm sorry? My my keyboard was not okay. Mm. When he left, I had to get, like a, like, a stack of paper towels, and for, like, five minutes, I had to just, like, flip my keyboard upside down because it was, like, there was that much tea coming out of it. I'm, oh, no. I'm sorry, Sabrina. <laughs> I'm sorry about that. Everything else, everything else I'm happy with, but I'm really sorry about the tea. I didn't know about the tea. I apologize that Kevin is a dick, Sabrina. I feel like he should at least buy me like some nice mug where that could happen again. <laughs> I'll get you a mug. A spill-proof mug. Great idea. <laughs> For I'll next get, time. I'll get you a mug. Thank you, Sabrina. Kevin. 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 you. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. They're all doing great. Except for Kevin. K-Rock. This is Zero Club, yeah I'm so thug Cause I'm driving on E and I feel like I'm on drugs Cause this is my thug life, this is what I love So don't fill it up, cause we are so thug This is Zero Club, Kev Dog! The uh, Zero Club is back, Kevin? Alright, listen, the Zero Club never went away Well, what do you mean? Listen, alright, this is, I pulled some tape from when this started Which was October 3rd, 2016 Oh my god that's when the first time the Zero Club was brought up. Here it is. Kevin tweeted a photo of his car dashboard yes. with the words distance to empty on it. Zero miles. And then he tweets this. A, made it. B, new record. Yeah. C, keep doing what I'm doing. <laughs> right? Point, he because was, a week before that, it was one mile to empty. Now, what would have happened if there hadn't been a gas station in that final mile See, where that's, you were? Because you're not a precise person, Bean, like right. I am. My uh, car <laughs> lets me know at 30 miles. 
And I never knew that until two weeks ago because I never go at least I usually a quarter of a tank. That's my limit. Like, oh, my God, I need gas. OK, so that was October 3rd, 2016. Mm-hmm. All right. So that's like a year and nine months ago. You brought that up on the air and people started sending in pictures, which was a shock. That other people sent in pictures of their dashboards. Right. And it, with zero miles on it. And then it sort of, we sort of started a club. We were giving out t shirts for a while. <laughs> that's right. The Zero Club t shirt. It was the weirdest thing but that's it, ever happened because I assumed, rightly so, that it's a dumb thing to do. When I came in, Bean would make fun of me, fine. And it would go away. That's all I thought. But didn't we have a conversation that day where it we it was revealed that you were far from alone? Yes. Even with the people who work on the show, even though I was expecting you would be the only dumbass, it right, turned out same. we had other, other people on the show who also like to live dangerously. Ralph said he does that every once in a while, too. So mm-hmm. then it, the Zero Club was born. Now, this is maybe two weeks later. The Zero Club may be... Your legacy, Kevin. That may be what people most remember you for when you finally passed away. People go, oh, Kevin, he's the one who started the Zero Club. Here's the thing, though. I posted a picture of distance to empty, zero. So I thought that would be the end of it. Mm-hmm. Is that Bean makes fun of me, like like he do, mm-hmm. and I deserve it like I do, mm-hmm. and then we move on. Mm-hmm. And since then, I don't know. I can't tell you how many pictures of gas gauges I've received. <laughs> I think you summed it up best a couple weeks ago. You said, you guys, this is... This is a movement. This is a movement. And I don't know if it's a new movement or it's just somebody, all of the people who live this way finally have a club. Yeah. <laughs> like they thought they'd be mocked, but instead they're right. embraced. Yeah. And what a surprise that was, because I just assumed mm-hmm. that I was doing it wrong. And that's the, ter- that's the worst way to do it. Yeah. But then but it's, it's not certainly... a good way to live. But then no. it's certainly I mean, it's d- a terrible way to run your life. And yet. Hundreds of people. Hundreds of people. Not yes. only hundreds of people, they're actually writing in saying, what a rush. Right. So <laughs> exhilarating. What's wrong with you people? All right, so that was probably, let's see, October, November, probably December. But then it died out 2016. by 2016. It died out, certainly, right, by, by then. Which right? is what I thought. So I wanted to give you the update. And the update is that now, in the middle of June, 2018, right. we average... More than one picture per day. More than one per day. But from the same person. No. Oh. And from all over the world. Oh. They all want to be where the action is. Right? I just got one a couple days ago from Switzerland where the guy goes, uh, is there a zero kilometer club? And I was like, there is now. (laughs) So people send them in. I'm not joking. There's not one day that goes by that somebody doesn't send a picture. Of their dashboard. We, we put them up at, um, if you hashtag the, uh, the Zero Club, uh-huh. we put them up on Instagram, at Kevin and Bean, at that account. There's a whole folder. Oh, my God. And you can just go through one after another, after another, after another, after another, of people who've sent in pictures to be a part of the Zero Club. It's a movement. Now, I wonder, how, for two I, wonder years. I wonder how many people are just, that's the way they live, like you, or are a bunch of these people who found themselves in the Zero Club for the first time and they naturally thought of you because they're like, oh my God, my gas tank is down so low, I, I got to tell Kevin. I don't know because, like I said, I assumed that I was just going to be mocked and that would be mm-hmm. the end of it, day one. So then two weeks later, I was really surprised that people were sending in pictures. You know, a couple of months later, it didn't make any sense to me. That was that was Christmas 2016. So all of 2017, every day. Every day. And for a while, we just didn't highlight him or pay any attention to him. Maybe I'd write him back or whatever. Uh-huh. And then all of this year, it's 2018. We get a picture a day at least, sometimes more. You still stand by it as being the way to go? 
No, I've never stood by it as the way to go. This is a terrible way to, to run your life. You're not smart. It does damage to your car. Mm-hmm. It's incredibly stupid. It does damage to your butthole, too, based I, on how close the gas, ta- gas stations are. Right? Mm. I mean, I would imagine you would be super, super tense when you know you've pushed it to the limit. Well, that's my problem is it doesn't make me tense. Right. So now I still it's do exciting. I still do it. It's exhilarating. Um, I mean, it's exhilarating. Ex- I mean, it's just more um, – look, I can make it home. I'll just get fill up at the gas station by my house. Right. So no big deal. But I still do that to this day. Maybe a week ago I did it. And it, and it's, and I, every time I think the same thing. I'm an idiot. Why do I do this? This is really stupid. I just did a 25-mile drive with my gas tank at zero. It was one of the most exhilarating things of my life. Zero club. <laughs> I'm telling you that it's still as alive and strong as it was almost two years ago. Zero like- club, baby. That's how we roll, mother <laughs> You should have monetized this in some way. Uh, who could have right? ever seen this happening? Oh, who could have ever thought that one other person lived like this? I'm letting it ride, baby! I'm letting it ride! Woo! It hasn't dampened in the enthusiasm department 1% in about a year and nine months. Kevin, you found your tribe. Just be happy. <laughs> the Kevin and Bean Show on K-Rock. They're idiots. You have been out for a couple of days, and while you were gone... Um, a lot has changed. A lot right? has changed. Yeah. A lot. First of, all, first of all, fire must cleanse us. But second of all, I... Not only did I have a moment with, I did something that I don't think I have ever done in my entire radio career. Sweet. And that is, and you're not going to believe this, that is accidentally... Say the F word on the radio. What? Yes. Yep. Accidentally. This, yes. Not for comedy. Not like uh, you know Ralph does where he just throws it down there just to get a reaction out of us. No, this was in conversation, completely out of the blue with no pretense or malice. It just happened. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, well, that's it, awesome. I mean, are you surprised to hear that that happened? Because I'm not, a, as you know, I'm not a big, neither are you. Neither right. one of us are big swearers in real life. Right. I mean, we swear for comedy, right? Sure. But it just But happened. you less than me even. Yes. Way less. Yes. Hey, take it easy. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Chip was like, come on, B. Like, I think Chip said, You're, aren't you the one person I shouldn't have to have my finger on the button for? <laughs> Allie, you were stunned. I was stunned. But the most stunned was Bean, which made it. So much better. Yeah, that's the best. For folks listening now, you probably didn't hear it. So we had on the showrunner for this uh, this NFL Films program on uh, on Amazon called All or Nothing. It's uh, it's about the 2016 Rams season. It's a great show. That's kinda a like, great great series. Yeah, mm-hmm. kind of like uh, the yeah they did the Cardinals last year. Yep. The Cardinals, right? Yep. Kind of like uh, HBO Hard Knocks. But anyway, so we had him on, and I, it was near the end of the interview, and I was mentioning that uh, it was great that they had John Hamm as the uh, as the narrator this year. So I just want to talk a little bit about how awesome John Hamm is. And what and you some, wanted to do to him? And wow. some, well, c- close. Oh. <laughs> Somehow, this is what came out. I was kidding. <laughs> and now, a moment with Bean. You, you got John Hamm back as your uh, narrator again this year. He's pretty dreamy, right? <laughs> oh, you're the worst. <laughs> I mean, I let's, be, let's be honest, Keith. Let's just be men here. I mean, he is... Amazing, and amazing, right? Did you just cuss, Bean? I did. I've never done that before. John Ham just made you cuss. (laughs) That was a moment with Bean. In defense of Bean, he's not wrong. He is not. I agree one hundred percent. That's awesome. But the fact that he said the word 
then immediately backed it up with effing in case we didn't know right. what that word was. Yeah, like Amazing. somehow that was going to erase the yeah. bad word by, yeah. by, no, by doing that. But the way delay works, if Chip got out of delay, no one heard the first word. So mm-hmm. when Bean says effing, they would hear Maybe. that. Maybe, yeah. yeah. And Bean knew that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Not the credit. Even a little bit. <laughs> and it just, it really, I'm not going to lie. It, it it shook me. Oh, it's to, not that big a deal. No, it did <laughs> because it, because it never has happened before. And I think I expect a certain level of professionalism. Even on this show, I feel like there's some things. When does that I, start? Because I feel like there's some things I know I can't say. Right. It should, it should never cross my mind to say it. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah but but I was disappointed in me. As normal. Well. Oh, We're all disappointed in you, but not for that. <laughs> Normal conversation, that kind of word comes up a lot. Of course. And it happens frequently where somebody says it on the air. It's usually a caller right. or a guest who's just having a conversation. That's how people talk. And it's they just anyone it's, but beans. It's, it's anyone but beans. So I, uh, I, I, I wasn't happy with that. Want to hear it again? Yeah. <laughs> and now, a moment with Bean. You, you got John Hamm back as your uh, narrator again this year. He's pretty dreamy, right? Oh, you're the worst. <laughs> I mean, let's be let's be honest, Keith. Let's just be men here. I mean, he is f-ing amazing, effing amazing, right? <laughs> did you just cuss, Bean? I did. Are you I've serious? never done that Sean just made you cuss. <laughs> that was a moment with Bean. I'm let happy me, uh, with that. Uh, let me add a uh, a PS to this because it happened yesterday, and I don't know if we'll have time otherwise to play this. This is another great piece of tape that I want to play. And that is uh, Dan Stevens, who, Kevin, you love for, from Legion. Yep. Uh, Beauty and the Beast star. I know him and love him from uh, Downton Abbey. He's uh, doing a press tour right now for his new sci-fi film um, uh, called uh, Kill Switch, I think. And he's on a British TV show. And a woman who's interviewing him says something. But she, unlike me, she didn't realize what it was she said. Ah. On the air, and everybody else is laughing around her, and she's just so confused, but presses on with the interview, and I think you'll enjoy this. Again, Dan Stevens from yesterday. Um, This is you as an All-American, and a big opportunity for you in Hollywood. You must have had to beat off a lot of American men. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Now, that's not what she means. No. How do you know? Beat out a lot of American men, a lot of competition for the role, and you could you'll hear that the other her co-host and the actor Dan Stevens start cracking up. She's going on because she doesn't know. You must have had to beat off a lot of American men to get this part. <laughs> <laughs> Why does that make you giggle? Did you not have to beat them off? Oh, wow! She oh, no. down on it. She nice. still doesn't know. And by the way, you hear all the crew laughing in the background, all the people behind the cameras and whatnot. They just can't believe it's happening. Why does that make you giggle? Did you not have to beat them off? You had to, to get the role. There was imagine there was quite a few men up for the role as well. So this is her co-host who's jumping in to Trying rephrase to the same. question. You know, to get the role is what she means. There were. There were. Um... <laughs> And compose yourself. I. <laughs> By the way, she's ah, compose yourself yeah. as if she's like, she's now ticked at Dan Stevens because, hey, why can't you be professional? I just asked you a reasonable question and you're still laughing. What's up, dude? I. <laughs> okay, Dan, I... <laughs> why are there lots of other Americans up for this role? I guess there were. When I sat down with the director, Adam Wingard, it was very apparent that we had a very similar twisted sense of humor and we wanted to Clearly. have a lot of fun with this and make people laugh with it. 
And, uh, and that's exactly what you've done to me this morning. <laughs> uh, and I hope we can do with the guest, you know. <laughs> so there you go. By the way, I've been in that position as well where everyone else is laughing. Yeah. And you're sort of trying to think back through what you said and how it how you could have screwed up. That happens to me a lot. Oh. It's weird. It's weird of, when everybody's laughing and you go, okay, they all get and something. And a lot of times, if it's something good, you'll say, what did I do? <laughs> Not knowing that, no, it's just funny. Well, We're it's just, just an assumption. Yeah. On my part, yeah. Oh, and she beat them off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, good times. Watch our language, people. Bean. Right? Right? Bean. I know. I, I Believe me. I'm pay on, attention. I, put my, I hate I, people that don't pay attention to the rules. It's Kevin and Bean on K-Rock. Introducing rock and roll. Allie, you were obsessed with this story of sabotage. 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 This is insanity. Okay. This has to do with a young man. His name is Eric Abramovitz. Um, he was training for this moment his whole life. He wanted to study under one of the best clarinet teachers on the planet. This kid was this elite musician, won a ton of awards. He had gone through this process of just competing against all these people. It was now down to him and another guy. So he was living Jimmy Kimmel's dream life to continue right. as a clarinet player for the rest of his life. Rather than have to give it up and be a stupid talk show host. Yes. That was his full-on plan is to play that the clarinet. That was his first dream. His first dream was to be a clarinetist, yes. Come on, Exactly. Guys. So this kid is living the dream. But a clarinet let, is what we're saying. Let <laughs> Eric Bromovich I mean, live his go best with, life. Go with the sax, dude. <laughs> All right. Well, anyway, so it was down to him and another guy. This is for a full-ride scholarship to a prestigious music conservatory here in L.A., Okay. He then gets the email that he is not going to be joining his favorite clarinet dude out there in L.A. He did not make it. He was devastated. Like, worst. Yeah. That sucks because you can wait for months for that yes. to come at some point. Yeah, and it, it really changed things. He went through this whole depression. Uh, then turned out... Um, but he didn't give up on the clarinet, did he, Allie? He certainly didn't. <laughs> but um, turns out uh, his girlfriend at the time intercepted an email that said, oh yeah, you got in. Congratulations. Full ride. Woohoo. Intercepted, intercepted it. Intercepted it. Changed the wording of it. Put it on a new email oh. from an email account she made up saying you that he hell. was rejected. She then made an email for Eric sent it to the teacher and said, I'm just not going to be able to make it for this. I'm going to be elsewhere, but thank you, you know, for the so opportunity. She told him he didn't get in. She told the, the institution that he didn't want to go. Absolutely. What? So they, you know, he's depressed. It's awful. They dated about six more months. And then he decided. Spot, sabotage the system. He was still. Sabotage! Really wanted to audition for a place at USC because this teacher now was going to be at USC. Was he still playing the clarinet? He sure was. <laughs> okay, back to you. So he uh, did the audition, did everything, wound up getting in at USC, obviously nowhere near the scholarship that he had originally gotten. But the teacher said, why now? Why when you rejected me? And the kid was like, wait, you rejected me. And then kind of left it at that. They were like, no, you did. No, you did. Kind of left it like that. And then a few weeks after that, another kid from the school was like, why didn't you come when you had the chance to study under him for a full ride? And he's like, because I got rejected. What What's happening? Started putting two and two together, got people involved uh, with some computer know-how. Mm -hmm. Turns out it was the girlfriend the whole time. That's insanity. Found out it was her, and a judge ruled 
and sided with Abramovitz. He has uh, sued his ex-girlfriend, and he won $300,000 in general damages, including loss of reputation, loss of educational opportunity, and loss of two years of potential income. And as a bonus, the judge was like, F that chick. I'm going to tack on an extra fifty grand for her despicable interference wow. in his career. That's a it horrible thing unbelievable. to do. He may have sued her for damages, but I wonder if she's guilty of any crime for hacking know. into in, somebody's email. Impersonating two separate people, really. Yeah, maybe so. That must have been stunning for him to have been walking around with that hanging over his head right. for a couple right. of years. Bummed. And then to find out not only had he been accepted to the program, but it was somebody that he loved and was living right. with that did that. What was her motive, Allie? Oh, she wanted him to stay. She didn't want him to leave. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I'm just saying, Claire and that dude must have been putting it down, right? (laughs) (laughs) He has something going on that we don't know about. There's no way Claire and that dude was putting it down. (laughs) If he can can keep a lady, I don't know. Let's go to Sue Long Beach, please. Line one, you were were sabotaged. Yes, I was by my mother. Your mother? Okay, what happened? Well, my mother and my older brother decided they were going to lie to me for years about who my dad was. So that they could get lots of money out of him, and I wouldn't be able to tell him the truth. So they told another dude. Was he was he your brother's father? Uh yes. Okay, so He's they my told my brother's father. They look brother's, almost exactly like. Okay, so they told him that you were his kid as well, so that they could get a lot of money from him. No, what she did is she told me I wasn't his kid, so that I would stay away from him and not be able to tell him the truth. Oh, wow. I see. Wow, this, uh, yeah. we were trying to have fun. Yeah, yeah this, this, got, got, this got real sad. This got painful, man. You should be on with 23 and me right now instead of us. Hey, Carmen, I found my dad. He's an amazing guy. Carmen okay. is what he, it is. My mom's gone and my brother's sister, so hey, I won. <laughs> okay. All right. Why don't we just leave it there? No, so that so fast. Okay. It really did. Okay. All right. Look, let's try to try goof goof around here, people. <laughs> let's try. That was uh, there was some, there was some pain there, you guys. Right? Let's go to line five. Let's say hi to Alana. She is in Corona. Up next on the Kevin Mead Show, Alana. Something a little cheerier, please. Uh, pretty much. I was talking to a guy online, and my roommate at the time said, oh, you won't like him. I went to high school with him. He's such a nerd. Um, Just all of this bad, bad stuff about him. And I went uh, to Israel for two weeks, and I came back, and she had logged into my computer and started dating him. (laughs) Oh, my. So she told you he was terrible, so you would lose interest, and then she hit on him. Yeah, and so when I came back, all my friends were like, well, why are you mad? You never dated him. I said, that's not the point. She logged into my computer like, that's shady. Is she still your roommate? Yeah, she was my roommate. I had three. I I was one of four roommates, and thank goodness I didn't share a room with her. But I was stupid and forgave her, and then we still lived together. And when I lost my grandfather, she told me after a week, you're bringing me down. You need to get over him. Whoa. And then she was like, because we used to do it, me and your grandfather. <laughs> well, it surprised me because my grandfather was like that. So- oh, <laughs> oh, no. no. This story is Wow, everything. it really does. This my is the weirdest I wrote, her, I wrote her a letter as with lyrics from the Dixie Chicks, not ready to make nice. I was so pissed. 
This uh, wow. this is the weirdest collection of folks we've ever talked to. But <laughs> thank right? you very much, so Alana. Thank we you, appreciate it. Uh, dear Kevin and Bean, this one comes in uh, text from the six one two. Where's the six one two, you guys? Don't know. When I when I tried to move out of an apartment I shared with my ex girlfriend, she got into my email, sent replies to every apartment inquiry that I had sent out, saying that I was a psycho murderer. She oh. cleaned out my bank. She emailed my coworkers, Holy told them I was crap. a heroin addict. She changed all my passwords, then called the police and said I had tied her up as a prisoner for the last few weeks. Fortunately, the police saw it right through her drunken BS and called me. Good times. That's Cliff writing in. That's uh, That sounds like a nightmare as well. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> all right, let's go to Paul in Los Angeles. Hi, Paul. Hey, how's, how's it going? Good, thank you. Now, it looks like maybe you were the saboteur in this case. Yeah, I was like a complete dick to my my wife at the time. She got into a school in Kansas for mm-hmm. veterinary school. Right. And I didn't want to go to Kansas, so I was like, dude, I'm going to totally just like blow up my relationship so I don't have to be the one to break up with her because I actually did like her. Oh. Well, this was your wife. She's good... Well, she's my wife now, but at the time oh. she was my girlfriend. Okay. She's still it... your wife? <laughs> that is shocking. Wait a, minute. Wait a minute. So you blew up the relationship so you wouldn't have to move to Kansas, and now you're still with her? Yeah, basically she got waitlisted at a local school, got into the local school, then I was like, damn it, I have to stay with her <laughs> let's try jesse line six while we get to that one dear kevin and bean i was the slowest guy on my high school cross country team my freshman year in high school the very last race of the year i convinced one other runner to hang back with me and then i torched him on the last 100 meters <laughs> i wasn't last that time that's awesome see that's that's see, what we were looking for that's comedy right there that's fun for everybody <laughs> all right let's see if uh, jesse can have us go out on a high note here hey jesse Oh, hello. <laughs> nope. <laughs> it's the Kevin and Bean Show, the world-famous K-Rock. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.